0: Love music. Live sport. Talking football with Bill Young and Jerry Collins on Rock Sport Radio evening and welcome to Tuesday's
1: Talking Football. Bill Young here with you with Jerry Collins until 8 o'clock tonight. Uh, Listen to us on DAB Digital Radio, online at rocksportradio.co.uk via your smartphone, using the TuneIn and the Radiogram apps, and of course uh, you can watch the programme as we stream live or we should be streaming live, I don't think we are streaming live as it stands just now, but as we stream live on, uh, on Facebook on Twitter and on Periscope uh, so hopefully we are streaming live now Yes we are So if you missed us at the beginning I was just saying it's Tuesday Jerry Collins is in with me uh, Tonight we'll talk to uh, Charlie Richmond Our man in the middle about the weekend's decision And there are loads to talk about uh, Gordon Sheargh Who's from the Tartan Scarf Will talk to us about uh, the latest Scotland squad And Paul Hegarty Discusses Lawrence Shanklin's call up uh, To the, the Scotland squad Listen before we do that Gordon Young was in with us last night Youngie was in with right, I never heard that and uh, uh, we were talking about Shankland getting a call up. He said, "Would you call Shankland up to the Scotland squad?" And I said, "Yes, without a doubt, I certainly would." Um, and he wasn't convinced because of the level Shankland's playing at.
2: Oh,
1: what's your thoughts? <laughs> Damn, I've I forgot something. I forgot my drink. Never I think, mind. I think, if you're scoring goals at any level, then somebody
3: should take a chance upstairs in a higher league and the fact that he's the league below the top league and scoring goals the way he's scoring goals I think he deserves a call up whether he plays or not but to include him in the training camp and get him used to being an international player and I was going to say if if we ever get an easy game but I don't think Scotland well we've got San Marino well I know but Scotland don't get easy no we don't make them easy yeah but surely
1: if he's going to introduce them if he is Alec just chuck it over here mate because I haven't got long arms, so... Uh, if much.
3: he is, Bill, then... Mm. I, Not really
1: director material, that son, I've got to be honest with you. I was... Uh, I, I would include him, yeah, because I think if you score goals, you score goals, Bill. Yes, well, I agree with you, wholeheartedly. Well, I'll tell you, there was a... There was Charlie, a... do you think that Lon Shanklin deserves a call-up?
4: You, you're 100%. You've got to play guys, or pick guys, sorry, who are playing with confidence... Uh, and I get the the level issue. I get the level issue for that side of things. But you know, on confidence, if we can relate that to refereeing, when the guys go abroad as fourth officials, it's potentially the next can you, FIFA referees that go ahead to get the experience as being a fourth official abroad, and and it can work similar ways.
1: Well, I, I have a Shuggy Burns says very little that I find sensible most of the time, but he's <laughs> he, he actually he actually came away with a couple of things the other week. He's absolutely right about what he says, and that's um, the situation as it uh, as it looks at is uh, you've got a situation whereby uh, if you take on a manager and you're looking for a manager, and if you're looking for um, a player, take the ones that are hot.
4: Yeah, 100% and there's nobody, there's probably nobody uh, 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 is more confident or playing with as much confidence in, in Scotland at the moment and even we can look at this, the standard of uh, uh, Russia in that aspect but uh, with no being any disrespect to San Marino is that any better than the championship with these part-time uh, players etc so go and give them 20 minutes half an hour or something like that and if he bangs in a goal, he's, he's, he's going to be flying in cloud nine.
3: See, Charlie, I was saying to Bill there, there was, a, there was a scout at Celtic many, many years ago, a guy called John Kelman. And it was 1985, I was playing Airy United at the time. And I, I, every time I met him at a game, I would say to him, listen, you have to come and sign Ali Makanali. And he said, nah, no for me, no for me. And his big thing was, because Big Nile didn't score a lot of goals, but it was a good centre forward. And anyway, uh-huh. he signed they signed Mo Johnson and he said if a guy can score goals at any level, then and he moves to a club, he'll score goals. Sometimes, Bill, you'll get your fingers burnt if you go and buy a player and think the guy scored 27 goals in that year. But the following year he maybe has scored five. The case for Lauren Shankland, he scored goals on a regular basis for the previous team, and he's now doing it for his current team. That's why he's got to be included in a Whether you play him or no, Charlie, include him in the squad and let him integrate with
1: everybody else. All right, Charlie, let's move on to the weekend's bits and pieces and uh, plenty to talk about. Uh, I was telling a story about how I coined the the nickname for the late Fernando Rickson, and he pulled me on it in his later days, how I coined the nickname uh, Red Mist Rickson. And now I'm coined another one, and it's Calamity Clancy after the weekend, I'm afraid. <laughs> Kevin Clancy's performance on Saturday. Um, I've got to say, for me, the referee just let the game get away from him.
4: Yeah, yeah, lost. We talk about that as a referee, that um, when you go to games, as much as you want to let the play go, and I always uh, had my pre-match instructions as I'm going to let the game go, but not to the detriment of control. And I think Kevin, the detriment of control, uh, if he looks at back, he'll say, oh, I should have done this, I should have done that. Yeah, probably one of the days where you you come in, you, you take your kit bag out of the car, you fling it in a a corner and you don't wash the kit until about Thursday or something
1: like that Would you surprise Charlie by the amount of yeah, <laughs> if you like, yeah, I, I've just, got to say high profile decisions that for me, and I, I'll let you talk about them and I'll bring Jerry in with them um, you know, there was the one for example where uh, he gave the free kick against Middleton when Bauer clearly slips, you've got a situation yeah. where Nick Walsh Uh, overruled him on the foul for James Forrest that he didn't see, Oliver and Cham I didn't see a great deal of uh, difference between Olivia and Cham's hand raising as against uh, Ryan Kent on Scott Brown Celtic denied two clear clear penalties you know, it was just a, a litany of disaster frankly
4: Yeah, if you look at the first incident uh, and one of the things I've probably said before as well, Bill, and I think you, you, you can decide do on me, you look at the body language of the referee. A confident referee is strutting about. Kevin didn't he didn't look that at all. And another 10 yards to his right-hand side where I saw the bower was a clear slip. Um, and and when you're not getting a free kick for that, uh, sorry, when you're getting a free kick for that, then everybody in the in the Hibs uh, team and the Hibs support thing. Oh, here we go again! And um, for that, um, I think Nick Walsh was in a better position to give the free kick because of the viewing angle. But that should, that should have been clear, a better, clearly communicated. Because at the time, I think everybody thought he would just stopped the game for a loud treatment. I.e., he thought it was a serious injury whereas it used to have been a right good, loud blast in the whistle. free kick guys, and it's gone that way. Uh, fourth officials helped me out there. I never got a good view of or whatever. Communicate with regards to there. And then let everybody know that it's that, restarting with a free kick. Now we can we we can argue, should Hibs have been ready, 100% it should have been ready. And you could see Bauer gets up on his, his, his bike and up the wing. The Hibs guys used to run back with him. Decisions are multiplied a hundred times when their goal comes off it. If it had just been a free kick and nothing would have happened, it probably wouldn't have as, as raised as much attention to it. But because a goal comes off it, albeit 30, 45 seconds later it comes with regards to there. And the penalties, yeah, they're, 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 there's a stone wall in Christie. Ryan Christie's a wall, And if you look at the, the old heat of Lewis Stevenson, he gets up and he has a quick look at the referee as if to say, oh, no. And then he's away up and he's like, oh, waving, the, or the waving of the hand side of things that we say week in, week out. And that's a clear penalty. The second one, uh, again... Yeah, um, it's not a clear penalty, but because he's went into the challenge and then followed his momentum, carried him through, he's took him out, so I would have awarded a penalty there. And then in Cham, you've took the words right out my my, my uh, mouth there. And you could also look at the in Cham incident on two different things. If you think the Hibs player has done something to warrant a yellow card, then the Cham's first... Reckless and dangerous by barging into him as a yellow card. And then, if you think the hand is open, I think I personally think it's an open hand in the throat resulting in violent conduct. But you could have got an open hand in the chest as being aggressive. So two yellow cards, you could have been off. I personally would have put them off as a single red card for violent conduct because it's an open hand in the guidelines of the referees is if it's in the throat and face area, it changes from adopting an aggressive attitude to violent conduct.
1: Jerry, come in and talk them through. You've, you've heard what ja- uh, Charlie's feelings are. I'm sure you've got comments <laughs> to make on all of those incidents. And then we'll pick our way through right. why Kevin Clancy didn't make the appropriate right. decision. There's only one I, d- I disagree with, Charlie. Only one. That'll be the Bower one. No, 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 no. Hey, I don't... No, I don't mean Bower slipping. I mean when Bower was challenged in no, the no, box. No, 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 no.
3: Bower was not a fool, Right. It's not a fill, and they gave the fill. I would have sent Cham off. He's right on the red card. I don't know why the Hibs boy get booked, Charlie. Because the Hibs boy, if you watch it, and I have watched it again and again, the guy did nothing. nothing wrong. The guy was making a challenge, ushering Cham away for the goal. Who takes the red must to his head? The Hibs guy done nothing, and I don't see why he booked the Hibs guy. I couldn't. I couldn't believe. No, if that's an yeah. important player for Hibs, and you and that. Booking puts them over the over the, the threshold for postponing for games, whatever, Charlie. That's a bloaty to Hibbs in. Yep. Mm-hmm. The guy did nothing. I thought it was out of order there. I thought he should have sent Cham off, and I thought it was two penalty kicks. Yeah. So the only one I disagree with is the Hibs booking, which I thought was terrible. Charlie,
4: just talk us... His... I, th- I didn't think that was a booking as well. I didn't think the Hibs boy... But what I was saying, if, you think, if Kevin Clancy thinks it's a booking, yeah. then, then Cham does double worse. So if he thinks booking, yeah. booking, um, for that side of things. But Charlie, even
3: when the referee booked it, when he booked him, the Hibs guy is facing the camera. He's going, "What me? I, I Why are you booking yeah, me? I what guess. have I done?" Yeah. And I felt he'd done nothing.
4: Hundred percent. He'd done absolutely nothing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is it just a bad day yeah. at the office, Charlie, or, or or how did it go so terribly wrong for Kevin it's Clancy? Just, just
4: lack of concentration at the at the right times. Um, and that's sometimes where he would go into that game and, and he would be on his, his, his uh, toes looking for stuff, etc., etc. And sometimes and, and the penalty, the Ryan Christie penalty, the linesman, the assistant referee, should have been in his ear, buzzing, uh, getting his attention. And when Kevin doesn't give it, then he gives it for that side of things. It's just a bad day at the office, it's a lack of concentration in the in the side of things. And when you get one and you get two, you, you, oh God, you, 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 you go inward. It's a bit, a bit like a striker uh, who misses one chance, misses two chances, misses three chances. The sign of a good striker is still to get into their positions and try and get the next one. If he misses the next one, oh, a wee bit again. And you just look at Kevin's body language and it just always... Rotates in the way it always collapses in the way, like humphy back it and down round rather than strutting about nice shoulders, long things for there. So, yeah, that's the only thing I can defend Kevin with is a bad day at the office.
3: See, when the uh, Charlie on the the one you said, Bill, you said that the the charm one was reminiscent to what it was Ryan, Kent. To Ryan Kent, right? Yeah, I don't oh, yeah, disagree I with that. You're, yeah, you're right. The one that I, I, I kind of looked at was Bower or Boy, I of his name is Bower. The Celtic conceded a penalty kick last season at Petodre with Izaguiri doing the exact same thing. The boy got the crossover and Izaguiri followed through and took him out of the game. Uh-huh. And it was a penalty kick. And I, I thought at the time it was a penalty kick. And the Celtic fans were going mad. But when you watch it, it's a stonewall penalty kick as the to gave away, even though the guy crossed the ball because he took him out. Yeah. And I thought they said Bower was less apparently than the Christie one. And I thought, no, I thought the two of them were stonewall penalty kicks.
1: I would have given
4: both I of them, I have to be honest with you. I would have given both of them as well, yeah. Because that see if that, both those incidents happened in the, in, out with the penalty areas and anywhere in the park, because of the lateness of it, you're given the free kick. Charlie, and because it's happening in the penalty. I I just because ask... he gets the ball across, just because he gets the ball across, Jerry. The, the, the incident is still live. Yeah, uh, yeah
0: The, yeah. the, the
4: ball is out the park. If the ball is out the park, it's a, it's a different kettle of fish. Then you remember have to deal with a, a caution, etc. And what I mean is, if the ball's out the park and then the contact happens and uh, yeah. the, the, the ball's dead, but because the ball was in. It's a, it's a penalty, it's it's, uh, it's
3: just unfortunate. It's a bad day at the yeah. office and, and Kevin will look at the DVD and think I should have done this, I should have done that, I should have done this. I was I was arguing with Paul's I mean, Charlie regarding the the sending off of uh and I I make you correct me for long wrong here. I thought Hekinbottom was sent off for the comment to the fourth official rather than kicking the water bottle. Clarify that, Charlie.
4: It was he was put away for for, um, there's a terminology which is um, over an aggressive, uh, serious misconduct, and uh, and Higginbotham was up into Nick Walsh's, and he's in his finger as if to, I don't know the quote, but it was as if to say you paused that because you gave the foul, etc. Uh, etc. Et so that's what it was. That's what it was uh, worthy of a, of an offence punishable by foul and abusive language, insulting language, which was the red card, and that's why the red card came out. Kicking of the water bottle. Um, uh, does it hit the assistant referee? Yeah, some people get away with kicking water bottles and stuff, but it's actually the, the offence which is guilty by foul and yeah. and insulting language, and that's what he's away for. And Paul, in his after-match interview, he's totally acknowledged oh. the fact that he was out of order, and it was the correct decision. How it was handled to restart, I would like to think that Kevin would have got a bit of advice on how to do that um, to make sure that everybody knows why the game was stopped and how we're going to restart the game.
1: Mm. Charlie, Rangers got two penalties at the weekend. Uh, your thoughts on those? Were they both penalty kicks?
4: Yes, when you look back at them, uh, yes, the the, the the first one again, the player dives into the tackle uh, on Morelis and should have stayed on his feet and ushered him, tried to usher him out towards the, the, the goal line uh, for there. And the other one, uh, he's caught on the wrong side. And uh, and Jerry, hopefully you can back me up here. Any player caught in the wrong side, their first initial reaction is to pull a jersey, trip him up or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, right, you're right, Charlie. My, mistake. Right. my mistake. My mistake. And, and get in for there. So, yeah. And sometimes, as a referee, and 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 this, the, the general public will, will will try and maybe find this difficult to to understand. Sometimes, as a referee, what's the easier decision to defend the award of the penalty kick or the non-award of the penalty kick?
3: Depends who's so, playing, Charlie. <laughs> no.
4: Well, well you when get... you look at the, the look at the concept of Saturday at Easter Road. The, it's hard to defend the non-award of those penalty kicks. It's hard to do it with regards to there.
3: So do you think the, the decision would change, Charlie? Celtic v Rangers, Celtic v Hibs?
4: What's the easier decision to defend in the award of the penalty kick? or the non-award of the penalty kick? Non-award, I would I thought non-award. When you look at it for that. What do you think, Bill? Then that's that's when you do kinetics,
1: there. I agree with you. I think it depends on the game, uh-huh. and I, I think because I do think that the referees are put under pressure, and it's only human nature that that pressure will influence you, depending on what the game is and and the size of the crowd mm-hmm. and the uh, veracity of the whole thing as well. And and so from that point of view, I agree with you. Um, I I think it's very uh-huh. difficult to defend. Either of those penalty kicks that Celtic were denied. I I f I, I don't see how you can defend it easily. Um and so from that point of view, that would be the harder decision to make. But yeah. that doesn't yeah. negate that doesn't negate the mistake. No, no, that, that compounds no. it if no, anything. No,
3: no. But Bill, do you know that Charlie yeah. correct me if I'm wrong here? The the two assistant referees and the fourth official, a fair strong personality, a fair strong and Experienced in the game, go back to Ibrox, where Simonovich tackled the Rangers player and the camera caught the, the, the official, red card, red card, red card, the guy had no doubt yeah. in his mind, right? Yeah. If the linesman yeah. or the assistant referees or the fourth official are strong enough to say to Kevin Clancy, apparently, kicks, a penalty kick, obviously they, they yeah. didn't say that, Charlie, because they never gave it. No,
4: they didn't. No, no. Because I would expect, uh, and if we go back to Easter Road on the Stevenson ryan I would expect the assistant referee to be looking straight in at that incident and again the the tackler has made no contact with the ball and the assistant referee should be screaming. Now, at Easter Road or at anywhere where there is a large crowd noise, it sometimes is quite difficult to pick it up through the earpiece. Mm -hmm. But He's got bleeper flags. He's got he's got a bleeper on his flag where he presses the button and the thing they re- vibrates in the arm. And also, if you're not getting any joy, flag up, flag straight up in the air. Yeah, Kevin, you need to stop the game. You need to stop the game. And what what is it? What is it? A penalty? Award a penalty kick to Celtic for that tackle.
1: Mm. Well. Here's another one that, that we were discussing in the office, and I don't know if you want to make a comment on this one, Charlie, and that was the yep. piezo tackle uh, in the St Mirren game where it kind of goes in at knee-high with the studs up.
4: Red. Yeah, red card. It is for uh, me and it is for Jerry as, every time. Yeah, yeah, as much as he's trying to go in there to... to to get the ball and and uh, and again, guys, I apologise, but I'm a I'm a watching sports scene and listen to these. He's gone in there to try and play the ball with his left foot. He didn't get it. Has he get any any intentions to respect the safety of that player? Not at all. Red card. He's a lucky. He's a lucky. Uh, lucky boy, you know, to be ordered off
3: for that. Yeah, I, I thought it was a terrible comment with you too on, I didn't I watch sports scene, I thought it was a terrible I, I'm comment. I
4: listening to it, man. Because I still tell you why. I
3: know, because he said he intended to, to play the ball with left foot. Well, I'm sorry, but if I'm a defender, I intend to win the ball, but I didn't even want it, I brought the guy down, I didn't mean to bring him down, uh, I meant to win the ball. Yeah. So to see that, Yeah, exactly.
1: Crazy. Jerry, answer me this, yep. because, because, you know, I never played at the level you played at, but one thing that puzzles me constantly when I watch defenders tackle, and sometimes even midfield players, but midfield players, it, it sometimes isn't as critical as it is of the defender. Why do they tackle with their leading leg? Well, no. Why do they do it with their leading leg? You, you, never, You're never going to get away with it. For a start, you're going in too high. You know, there's no way. You're, you're never, ever going to get away. Charlie, as a referee and you see somebody, you know, l- tackling with a leading leg, let me ask you how many times out of 10 you would blow. Uh,
4: 10 out of 10, probably. Ten, uh, and I don't understand uh, why they time. do it. Yeah. The, the
3: only one I can think of is Christopher Ayer at Celtic. They played the European game last week and gave away a penalty kick. No. For me, Ayer came to Celtic under Ronnie Dahlia as a midfield player. He's not a defender. Mm. So for him, I know he's playing centre-half, but he's not got any defensive thoughts in his mind. He gets caught out of position, which means he's got to dive in, he's got to lunge in. And you watch so many times, Ayer lunges in, he tackles because he's not in the right position Mm. where he should be because he does not think
1: as a defender. Simple as that. But this tackling with your leading leg, I just don't get at all. Yeah. You, you know, a ten out of ten, you're going to get done yeah. for it
4: every <laughs> yeah. time. Because yeah. if you miss it, if you miss the ball, you're just creating that hurdle. You're
1: yeah. just creating the hurdle. You're, you're wiping the
4: guy out. You're going in
1: and thigh yeah. high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You yep. know, it's crazy. Uh, let's talk about Kelly St. Johnson penalties.
4: What's your thoughts? on commander decision uh, was a penalty kick um, for the earth, whether you think the and that's another thing as well how much contact obviously the contact to, to bring him down so that's a penalty kick for me the St Johnston Motherwell one no I I thought that's what the, that's what the normal defender does nowadays is he puts his arm across to to usher the ball away he's thinking he's actually going to usher the ball away and I think um, Davidson has won that. Has won that penalty more than it actually being a penalty. I didn't think that was a penalty kick for that one.
3: Did you think Davidson would have got the ball, Charlie?
4: Davidson,
3: Davidson, the St. Johnson
4: player. Oh right. Oh, the, sometimes the, the irrelevance of the ball is uh, no one can as as no one can think See if you think Davidson is getting the ball is getting a header. Then you're thinking penalty kick and red card because uh-huh. he's denied him an obvious goal scoring right. opportunity. So, for so me, Charlie, you're looking at that. You're
3: right, you're right. For me, Charlie, he wasn't getting the ball uh-huh. anyway. And I thought he could have played for it. I thought he played for the penalty.
1: And I thought he conned the referee. See, uh,
4: I- see this business, though. I don't, business, I don't no. think it was a word.
1: See, this business of the, the, the location of the ball and things like that, it's a very good point because I, I get so infuriated where players are holding players off as the ball's going to the byline. And, yeah. you know, under any circumstances, you would say that's obstruction. But the rule is, as long as you're within a distance where you can play the ball, play. it's not a free yeah. kick. And I don't get that because if you make no attempt to play the ball, it becomes surely immaterial.
4: Yep, yep, that's right. Uh, Stephen Presley was a great, great uh, architect of that um, act and the amount of times I used to give free kicks against him and he went half his head. He went absolutely (laughs) half his head. And you're saying, you're making no attempt, Stephen. I'm I'm ushering it out. I said, you're ushering the player out. You're Mm not ushering the ball. And for that, you're two or three away from that. And that's something that's went on uh, years and years and years and there's no really a hundred... Uh, well managed is maybe a better word to use.
1: Charlie, just going back to Motherwell, the Liam Donnelly sending off. Your thoughts on that?
4: Yes. um, Again, looking at full speed uh, with the the assistant referee looking in at it from that point. There's also an an elbowing incident prior to it as well. So um, uh, it would be interesting to see what he, uh, he actually got sent off for. Mm -hmm. Um, was it the Elbow incident or was it the the stamping or the standing on them because sometimes when players fall as much as they're genuinely trying to get out the road of them they they stand on them for that side of things and and again um, the the, the motion of coming down, looking at a distance um, would an easier easier decision to defend the, the sending off for
1: that. I'll bring in Jerry in a minute yeah, but I've, I've got I to think, say yeah, watching think, yeah. it, I thought the boy was trying to avoid him I didn't think he did stamp yeah. on him I thought, he, I thought he and I'll tell you why because if you look at it and you look at it slowed down you can see him actually changing his stride pattern he kind of uh-huh. shuffles his feet to change his stride uh, and that's uh-huh. why I thought he's not intentionally caught him, he was trying to change his stride to get over the top of him Jerry, you might disagree. Uh-huh. You yeah. might no, think don't. it was. No, I, th- I thought it was accidental. I didn't think it was a stamping. I didn't even think it was a booking. Sh- maybe because I But then Charlie him. might be saying maybe it was because of the other incident. It yeah. might not have been.
4: Maybe it was the elbow. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was the elbow. Because um, I, for that I was astounded, so. Charlie, with the red card, and I thought, surely
3: to God, it's no for, for uh-huh. what he did. Because I, I, I never seen him deliberately stamp on him. I seen him changing pace like you, Bill, and going for the ball i never seen him doing that. He changed his stride. Unless he gets sent off uh-huh. for what Charlie's saying mm. prior. I don't know. What
1: about the wee Japanese boy for Hearts? I think it's Machino. Machino. Uh, you know, again, I thought he played for that. He went down a in installments. F- oh. He went down in installments
4: for that <laughs> <A> hun- one. <laughs> it's nothing each. We're under pressure here. Can I get my win bonus? Oh, there's a leg. Oh, <laughs> there we go.
3: Oh, Charlie, did they book him for it? <laughs>
4: No, he didn't. No he, never no, did. didn't. No, he never. no, he played on. Yeah, he played on. Would you have booked him for it, Charlie? And probably in the hindsight of the game, no, but I just played on as well. I, I, I maybe I went back and had a word with him, as if to say, I don't know what you do in the country you've came from, but uh, we tend to stay a wee bit better here in Scotland, so uh, let's get on with the game for that point.
3: Charlie, uh, what about the the Hamilton-Livingston penalty?
4: Oh, yeah, that's a good yeah, one. yeah. The goalkeeper comes out with the intentions of getting the ball. Does he get the ball? No, and therefore he comes on and he hits. He hits the player for that side of things. So I can see why that penalty was given. Hmm. <laughs> again, again, it's again, it's a, it's back to the Celtic Hibs game. The the, the he played Christie's played the ball away, and then there's contact with regards to there. The goal the the uh, attacker the centre forward has headed the ball and then the goalkeepers came from that side of things so I can see for that if you're asking me if I was refereeing that game I wouldn't have gave that penalty no neither would but I I can see why I can see why it was given
1: I think the goalie actually made a dog's breakfast of it because he never even got any height on him you know he was... It, it was he was I mean, he was late
4: in the it, way yeah. Yeah.
1: Everything was wrong about that attempt to get the ball. He was late getting there. He didn't get up. You know, it was just messy. But for me, was it a penalty? Yeah. I would have said no.
4: Charlie? You know, I, if I was refereeing that, on that side of things, I would have said no, because also, as the striker heads the ball, his arm comes back as well and makes contact with a Hamilton goal, uh, no, the Hamilton, the... Um, Whoever <laughs>
1: Hamilton, Levy, Levy,
4: Levy. The the Levy goal. He he actually hits his arm uh, on his arm with regards to the so so uh, no for me. But I can see why it was given.
3: Charlie, in your opinion, again after the game at Hibs and Hibs and Celtic, then they all come off the park. The referees going, he must know. Is it a poor game? Would there be dialogue 100%. after after the game because Nick Walsh intervened? With a free kick on Forrest, but then didn't, didn't he intervene with the two penalties? Would there be dialogue to say, Oh hold on here, Nick, help me out. If you've seen the the free kick that I didn't see, and you've rightly so, and it was a free kick, why did you not indicate the two penalty kicks from your vantage point? So would there be dialogue after the game on that?
4: hundred percent it would be dialogue from that point of view, and Nick would realise that the free kick happened but 10 yards in the park, right in front of him. Yeah. Happened at the halfway line with regard. Nick Walsh's credibility getting involved in a penalty decision 40 yards, 50 yards away. You've go, you got to think about it for that. Unless Nick is sitting there and I know it, we get carried away with this, he's got to be 150%. Nick Walsh has got to be as sure as he's standing there breathing fresh air. Yeah. He's got to be sure to give that. So, yes, you can look at it for that. The fourth official, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have rested any blame if you want to use a word there, for not getting on the assistant referee is much closer to both right. those incidents and the, the, there must have been dialogue between the two there must have been through regards to their it's it's the area do you think about the credibility of the official in that area um with regards to that you've got to be a hundred percent and giving it for the and then the observer will come in and what we said with regards to that concept. So dialogue after it from that point of view. And there's also pre-match instructions. So if there's anything that you don't think I saw as the referee and you've got a clear view of it, come in and give me the decision um, for there. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Charlie, out with the fourth it's, it's
3: official, perfect... sorry, out with yeah. the fourth official, would, would uh, Clans- Kevin Clancy work with the two assistant referees on a regular basis?
4: How uh, would, or would maybe, it change? It uh, he, he'll certainly know what rhythm uh the next time, so it might be a a, a one in four. <laughs> I don't mean that disrespectful guys, I know you're laughing there. I don't want the guys on my line again. Um no, it will probably be a one in three, one in four, um because there is um eleven twelve referees in the Premier League and there is thirty specialised assistant referees.
3: Because so Charlie, 30, the, reason, the reason I ask that if I was yeah. a manager in the SPFL and next week Bill and Kevin Clancy's my referee for the game right, I would then be asking Kevin Clancy prior to the game listen ref, in the event of what happened last week will you be taking instructions or information from your assistant referees today or as it solely to you, I would actually put that thought in You head
4: See when he tells you to get out of my dressing room and don't bother with any of that fatality. There's three-match (laughs) instructions. I would get my
1: point across before he threw me out. (laughs) Charlie, always good to talk to you, buddy. Thank you. We'll be back with you next Tuesday. Thanks, Charlie. uh, Unless anything drastic happens, of course, during the rest of the week. Um, And then we can uh, talk again. Charlie Richmond, thank you very much indeed.
4: Pleasure again gentlemen Cheers,
1: Take care There we go Charlie with us every Tuesday Talking about the uh, the events of the weekend Plenty to talk about tonight uh, And I think we were all pretty much in agreement About most things Yeah, Pretty much Well only one, only one thing Was I thought that Aye the boy that got booked with the No I didn't <laughs> think he should have got booked Terrible
3: mm. Absolutely shocking mm. Many
1: Alright let's take a quick break We'll come back And we will talk about the latest Scotland
0: squad Have you picked up the Feel the Heat brochure from your local Plumbase? Get one today and take advantage of great offers, including Polypipe's Polymax 100-piece fittings bucket at £99.99. That's a 15% saving on purchasing individual pieces, and it's exclusive to Plumbase. The Polypipe Polymax 100-piece fittings bucket is just part of the Polypipe range, available in the Plumbase Feel the Heat brochure. Shop online now at plumbase.co.uk or grab one from your local branch.
4: At Motorpoint, we put the super into Car Supermarket. We're here to save the day with a choice of over 7,000 low-mileage, nearly new cars. Find your next car in a flash with our lightning-fast service and same-day drive-away. Plus, with Motorpoint's price pledge, if you find the same car for less, we'll match the price and give you a £50 Amazon voucher. Visit Motorpoint Glasgow today, just two minutes from Junction 3 of
5: the M74. T's and C's apply. See website for details
2: the list of things you need to do gets longer at this time of year whether that's for the house or in your business so take one thing off your list right now your septic tank could need emptied Let Grant Henderson Tankers empty your septic tank in the home or work, farm, factory or workshop at very competitive rates. We are septic tank specialists, experienced, safe and dedicated to environmental safety with our own licensed disposal site. Find out more at wemovesh.it or call 01698 284 987. Grant Henderson Tankers, let the experts manage your waste. If you were persuaded by Lloyds or the Halifax or any other bank to move your savings into a Stocks and Shares ISA or Unit Trust, which then ended up losing money, it's time to contact Goodwin Barrett. Text GOOD to seven. Goodwin Barrett have already helped thousands of customers recover millions of pounds. Text GOOD to 6677
0: now. Goodwin Barrett.
2: You don't need a claims management company to make a complaint, and if unsuccessful, you can refer it free to the financial ombudsman.
0: Love music. Live sport. Talking football. With Bill Young and Jerry Collins on Rock Sport Radio. Well, it's that time again, yet another Scotland squad is delivered
1: upon us. Gordon Sheark is uh, from the Tartan Scarf. Gordon, thanks for coming back on with us again. Uh, I'm assuming you've had time to look at the squad and digest it. What's your thoughts on it?
5: Hi Bill. Hi, thank you so much for having me back on. I'm delighted to be here. Um I have I have had a good look at the squad. Um, do you know, I think what's interesting is that there's only four changes from last time. You know, there's you've only got four players that were called up in the last squad that aren't in the squad this time. And I think it probably looks like Steve Clark's trying to get some real consistency of selection going.
1: One of the things I would say for me again is and, and Jerry brought this up last time is is looking at defenders. Uh, and the ones that Jerry doesn't consider as out-and-out defenders, uh, that they're kind of other things put in defence, and we'll get to that in a minute. I'm sure he'll talk us through it. Um, but again, I just look at the, the strikers, the, the forwards, and I uh, Ollie McBurney for me, I just—it's an empty shirt. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm going to be that blunt about it. He runs around, and I'm sure the boy's well-meaning, but he's as effective as an ashtray in a motorbike, as far as I'm concerned. Johnny Russell travelling all the way from Kansas—he's either got to st- start him or he's got to leave him out. He's got two choices with that one. Uh, Lawrence Shankland and D United—we've had a wee bit of debate on that one. We think if he's scoring goals, whatever level above a. Uh, uh, Above a certain level, and Championship would qualify. You've got to include him in the squad, whether you play him or not is debatable. Ollie Burke is he doing any better? Uh, at Alaves on uh, since he's gone there on loan. James Forrest and Ryan Fraser are the only two that I can see for me are automatic picks. Jerry, are they? I, I mean, well, they're playing at a good level and they're contributing. I know James Forrest. A lot of people criticise. He's inconsistent. He has good games. He has bad games. Yeah, but I don't see anybody that's stronger than him. And Ryan Fraser, I like. I think he works hard and he does a good job for he does a good job for Bournemouth. I think you're right as well there. But I think when I look at James Forrest,
3: um, if you're a white player, Bill, the white player should be getting the ball and going
1: by white players. For me, was the late great Davy Cooper. Jimmy Johnson, Davey Provin. By the way, I must say, and we missed it last night, so my apologies to, to Celtic fans, yesterday would have been uh, Jinky's 75th birthday. Was oh, that right? Yeah. I didn't know that. But they, they, for me, they were wide players that would go and John Robertson go buy
3: people. I don't see James Forrest in a Scotland jersey can buy him or a Celtic jersey because when he gets the ball, the ball gets rolled back. We lost a goal at Hampden Park because when O'Donnell passed the ball to Forrest, Sorry, I beg your pardon to Fraser. He goes beyond them. We get cut out and Belgium scored a goal against us. I don't see white players taking the ball and taking people on. They wait for people overlapping so they can give the ball back again. So I'm no I'm no struck in, in more white players, to be honest
1: with you. What's but, your thoughts on the squad generally, and um,
5: Look, I think... Given given the results last time, I mean the Russia game is just absolutely bitterly, bitterly disappointing. And then obviously with the Belgium result, I think realistically our chances of qualifying out of this group are effectively gone. So that means for me, Steve Clark, all he has to think about with the squads that he puts together is who's starting the games in March in the playoffs. Right now, as it stands, we've got a home game against Bulgaria, Israel or Hungary. That's the game that's the only game in town for me. So I think as I said about the the consistency of selection with only four changes from the last squad to this one, I think he should be looking to create a squad that's going to play basically every game up until that because that's the the only important thing right now is getting a team that's ready for those games.
1: Gerry?
3: You're right, but we, we don't know what Steve Clark's thinking. If he's going to play the teams that he thinks will be the teams in the playoffs, then that's fine. Brood them in, let them play, let them gel together. If that is the case, then go with what you think
1: is his strongest team for the playoffs. And if he does that, then I'd be happy. Well, let me ask you both this. If that's the case, and there's only been the four changes like you say, Gordon, looking at this, is this our strongest or our best squad that we can put together?
5: Um, for me, not quite yet. Um, I think there's still, there's still players that aren't getting in the Scotland squad. For, for reasons other than what they're doing in the pitch I mean Kieran Tierney I think once he's established as as first choice at Arsenal I think it'll be really hard to argue against his inclusion in the squad at least um, there's other defenders as well that you know once John Souter gets back fit you could probably make an argument for him Scott McKenna I mean Lee Griffiths as well once he's playing regularly for Celtic it's hard to make an argument against him but I think for the, for the players that are available right now and are playing football right now, this is probably the best squad we can put together.
1: Do you think it is, Jerry? I
5: probably,
3: I, it probably is. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't say it wrong with the squad, but that's the best we've got, Bill. That's all we've got. We've got to try and get the best out of what we've got available, and that's what we try to do. But the only thing that would worry me is what formation do we play? Do we play the four-two 4-2 or four-two-three-one? If you play with a lone striker. I've got to agree with you as well, to bring Johnny Russell for America and no play him.
1: I you've think, either got to play him or leave him out the squad for me.
3: <laughs> you've got to play. If you're the player and I'm, and I'm the manager and I'm telling you, oh, by the way, you're coming for America, and you come and you turn up for the week, whatever it is, about, and you don't play, it's a wasted journey for you. It's time you could be with your family back in America with your parent club. So I think to bring Johnny Russell in, he's got to play him. Got to play him.
1: And is Johnny Russell looking at the the people that we've got there, is Johnny Russell an automatic pick for you, or is it just because he's no, coming I, from America? I think, I think Johnny Russell's is good as
3: what you've got there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the, the players that's played there, I mean, for me, McGregor's been disappointing for Scotland, Ken McLean's been disappointing, so why not play Johnny Russell?
1: We've we'll been talking about Lauren Shankland and we're going to be talking a wee bit more with Paul Hegarty about him uh, very, very shortly. But let me get your views on the Shankland call-up. Jerry. you've kind of said that if you're scoring goals and it's above a certain level, it has to be considered. But do you play him? I don't know if you play him, but you include him in the squad. You
3: integrate him into the Scottish mentality of the national team. And then I say to you off air, if there's such a thing as an easy game, which there's no for Scotland... But if there's a game where you think this kid might go on, he's not a, he's a, a lot of goals in it. He's a, a fest where he's scoring goals on a regular basis. If it's going to be San Miriel, whoever, play the kid. Play him. Is he any worse than McBurney or Ollie Burke? The one thing this guy can do, this guy can score goals. Mm-hmm. If he scores goals, he deserves an opportunity.
1: Gordon, what do you think about the, the Shankland um, call up, first of all? And second, uh, do you. Do you use him?
5: Yeah, look, I mean, on the on the selection, yeah, I completely agree with with Jerry. There. Look, I, th- I think it's I think it's the right call. I mean, he's 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 on phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal form for Dundee United. And let's, let's not forget, Dundee United are a very big club. You know, yeah, they've been in the Championship for a couple of seasons, but they're a big club. There's a lot of expectation going into that club, and he's turned up and absolutely smashed it so far this season. And I appreciate there's no easy games at international level, but if there's a slightly easy game. San Marino, they're ranked at the bottom of FIFA's rankings. San Marino at home, why not play him? I mean, I I see absolutely no reason why he shouldn't play. I mean, if if, if the ball's going to drop to anyone in in the box, in our squad, again, San Marino at home, it should be the guy who's scored so many goals this season. Why not?
3: Mm. Yeah, I agree. As long as you play Lauren Shantland to his strength, and if you don't play whatever way he plays for Dundee Aided, then I think Scotland has to adapt to that. That way, because Shankland no if you play with a lone striker, they get going, hurry defenders and hurry them across the park. Shankland's a guy that needs to keep all his energy and strength when he's on the ball in the penalty area, and by and large, he would score your goal. So I think we have to play the way United play with Shankland and don't isolate Lawrence if he plays them. Oh
5: look, 100%. I, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, you look at you look at the problems of Ollie McBurnie at home against Russia. I mean. He could have been anyone. He could have been any striker and they would have struggled playing for us that night because he was getting long balls launched up to him. There was no one within 20 yards of him he could win a flick on. There'd be no one to flick it on to, apart from maybe running onto it himself. I mean, we've seen this story over and over with Scotland. You know, Kenny Miller played lone striker for so many years for Scotland. He only scored about 10 or 12 goals for Scotland. And that's because so often the lone striker is a very, very lonely position for Scotland. So unless we get the support to him, and I think you saw when Ryan Christie came into those games in the last international break, he was a guy who was taking the ball and making positive runs and getting the ball forward. If we don't have support for the striker, it could be anyone and they're not going to be successful.
3: God, I said to Bill off here as well that, that guys like Lauren Shankland... He's in the crest of a wave scoring goals now. So if he's scoring goals for his club, that kid's on a high. He's on a high. Include him, whether you play him or no. But the one thing I would think that Stevie Clark would do is, in the training sessions, he'll be watching very closely and the wee monitor, and the wee games, to look at his finishing, to see half chances, if he takes three half chances in training. And that would convince the manager where to play him or not.
5: Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, look, it's still a very big step up. You know, I mean, he's gone from playing with Dundee United in the Scottish Championship to training alongside a Champions League winner to Premier League players. I mean, this is a really big step up for him, and it's up to him to take it. I mean, it's a 25-man squad; only 14 players can play in each game, so it's up to him to, to get in Steve Clark's mind.
1: Listen, let me ask you this, because you mentioned at Gordon about these games and the fact that we're, we're going to be reliant on the playoffs for the, the Nations League, which we all scoffed at when it was announced, the Nations League, now that it looks like it could be possibly the salvation, although, again, I'm not going to get overly excited about that. Um, if, if that is permeating through us as fans, uh, I'm just wondering if the players are looking at that way, if the managers looking at that way, and whether we're going to approach these games that are remaining in the the proper, you know, qualifying group. Are we going to approach them properly, or are we putting all our eggs in this basket again of the nation's league? Because for me, we should still be busting a gut to finish as high up that that section as we can.
5: You know, I. I Funny you say that because I certainly felt a strange feeling when I was in for the game against Russia you know we go ahead after 10 minutes and then we get pegged back to one each and just the tension it just I didn't really feel it in the pit of my stomach because in the back of my mind I was thinking oh well we've still got the playoffs and you know if me sitting in the stand if, if I'm feeling that sort of not complacency but just that feeling that we've still got that safety net you wouldn't be surprised maybe if the players were aware of that at least and Perhaps what might be a good thing about the last two games not well, going as badly as they did is that at least now it completely focuses the minds that the only show in town, as I said, is the playoffs. So now that's what it's all about. There's no thinking about, well, we could do this or we could do that. It's we need to do this one thing and there's one message, one goal, one objective. For so me,
1: maybe, for, me be, for me it would be for me it'd be simpler than that. Professional pride and not getting booed off the park would be the, the motivator for me, if I'm honest. But Jerry, just talking about this if we're stupid enough to think that the safety net is there with the playoff with Scotland, there's no guarantee there. <laughs>
3: well, Scotland don't give you guarantees anyway, Bill. I think that they've got to go and they've got. To... First of all, on the playoffs, I think the guys that the, the guys that want to play in the playoffs have to perform in the games before it, because Steve Clark will know that who can I rely on on the playoff games. Who can roll the sleeves up? Who's going to give me a, an eight, a seven or eight or a nine out of ten? He'll have players that he knows that they may know about their best, but they'll give every effort that they've got, and that's the guys he'll pick because he's got to rely on guys that, that he knows can do it, rather
1: than people that play when they want to play. Mm. So, but is there a chance? Is there a chance that this kind of, I wouldn't say complacency because it's the wrong word, but do you think this kind of um, thought process? Could permeate through the squad, the fact that you know we're not going to qualify through the group, it's got to be the playoff. Most you know. definitely, we're talking about it. What we are saying is we but, think. But you know, whenever I say that, players and, and people that are ex players get a fit, oh, no, no. They're professional. They think this way. Bill, it's, it's like when things happen at clubs and they say no, it doesn't affect the players on the park. Of course, it does. Well, players.
3: We everybody speaks about it. Players will talk about it and. It might be in the back of their mind, but players will think: Listen, if we don't do well tonight, oh, well, we've got the we've got the backup of the the playoff game. They will think about. it, They may not think about it on the night of the game because they'll try their best and won the game. But deep down, Bill, they would be thinking the best way we can
1: qualify as a playoff game. Without a doubt, one of the things that we were talking about, Gordon, and I want your your thoughts on this because we've discussed it at length in the office. So let me have your thoughts on it, Steve Clark. Um, you know, he brought Stephen O'Donnell into the the squad, and he was playing Stephen O'Donnell at right back. and And I said, if anybody can get Stephen O'Donnell to play well, because I I didn't think he played well. I didn't think he was he was Scotland quality uh, when he was playing under the previous manager. Uh, and I thought if anybody can get him to play, it's his manager that had him at the club. He knows the boy. He knows how he plays. He knows how to get the best out of him. For me, it hasn't worked. It, it's not gone that way. He's brought in Taylor as well, but he's not played him. And I just don't understand why he's bringing in two Kelly players, you know, and 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 one of them's out of form. You can see that well, internationally certainly he's not doing the business, and Taylor's not been given the chance.
5: Yeah, look, it's a uh, it's a fair point you raise. I mean, I think I think Stephen O'Donnell, I think it's uh he's in a difficult situation because right back is not a position where we have a great deal of competition. I think perhaps if there was more competition for places at right back, I think his position might have been under threat. I mean, look, he didn't look great, you're right, against Russia and Belgium, but I mean, you've got to remember, Bel- Russia are World Cup quarter-finalists, Belgium are the number one team in the world. I mean, they're going to make a lot of players look very foolish. I mean, and Greg Taylor, look, he's not played. I mean, he's not he's not, he's not played a minute yet for Celtic, and I think that's that's a big problem. I'm, I'm, I I don't quite know how you can play for your national team if you're, if you're not getting a game at all for your club team. And I think it's funny, actually, that this, this, the situation that we had in the past with, with Alan Hutton, oftentimes he was getting more games for Scotland in a season than he was for Aston Villa.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: You know? And and again, that's because right-back's been a persistent problem for us. <laughs> but he
3: was still a player that gave you Zo all. I said to Bill before, I would like to have seen the previous manager, Alan McLeish, introducing Alan Hutton into the into the squad, be, just because of his experience, where he could maybe help and talk people through the game. But they didn't do that, and they brought in Stephen O'Donnell. I think Big Alec gave him two caps before um, Steve Clark got the job. But I don't think Stephen O'Donnell was international class. I don't. I know he's the best we've got, but I still think there must there must be right backs out there that
1: we could go and groom and bring on for Scotland. There must be. Well, I, I I've only just seen this uh, this isn't from me. This is from our producer. Uh and he's put Ryan Jack at right back question mark. Anybody
5: want to he give their thoughts there. on that? No. He, can, he 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 can play there. I mean, he's he's, he's done so in the past and there were, there was actually quite a lot of chat before the game against Belgium that Ryan Jack might play at right back. So and and again, you know, these games that we've got coming up between now and the playoffs that's for experimenting in a t- for, for something like that. You know, I mean, that, that's it's a perfect opportunity because really we're in a no-lose situation with these the games in the remainder of the group. You know, San Marino at home, Kazakhstan at home. Why not try something like that? Because you've got to know it's going to work by the time it comes to March in the playoffs.
3: Gordon, what is Ryan Jack good at? <sighs>
5: Look, I think, I, think, I think Ryan Jack's been good for Rangers. I mean, he's... he's no, no I'm that...
3: asking you, what is he good at?
5: Well... For me, he's he's the kind of player that I think he's almost at his best when he's not in the team because that's when you kind of notice that there's a gap in the team. He's the kind of ball-winning, ball-carrying, sort of water carrier in the centre of the park. You know, In the same way that, that Darren Fletcher's value at Manchester United was only seen after he came out of the Manchester United side and all of a sudden the midfield was full of holes because he was the one plugging them. It's sort of it's unfancied, it's un, unglamorous work but someone's got to do it.
3: Ryan Jack, for me, you're right. Ryan Jack was a guy that would break up play. He was a ball winner. He would go going set the tone in the middle of the park and allow other midfield players to play. So you don't take a guy who's good at doing a certain job, take him out of a comfort zone in that job to put him to a job
1: as a right back. Right, here's my question for you. Sorry, but here's my question right, okay. for you. Right. If you're not going to play him where he's strongest and he can play at another position where he could be better than another individual, and you've got these games to test that theory, is it not worth having a crack at it? But if I'm Stephen O'Donnell, right, and you're telling me that,
3: and you're Ryan Jack, and he plays Ryan Jack in front of me, I'd be chapping the manager's door. My position is right back. Now, I've said to you, I don't fancy O'Donnell as a Scotland international, but if O'Donnell has got any thoughts at all of being the Scotland right back, he would be chapping the door of the manager if Ryan Jack was playing right back right, in front of him on his
1: position. Okay. I'm Stephen O'Donnell. You're Jerry Britton. I come to you. Gaffer, I'm not happy that you're putting Ryan Jack in at right back. That's my position, that's what I play. No, that's how you would I'll that. I'll tell you what Jerry Britton would say. No, no. Who picks the team? No, no. It's how you would word it. Well, it's how you'd word it to a guy, Jerry. the boy, the boy's no performing it right back. I've got to find a solution. I agree. Now, my my answer to that is, and I don't, we'll bring Gordon back in, in a minute where he can give us his thoughts on it. But my my answer to that is, if Ryan Jack's not going to get the opportunity in midfield where he's best and strongest, and he can play it right back. Why not, in games that are not of great importance to us now, give him the opportunity to see if he can play better than O'Donnell? Because I think Ryan Jack will play in the midfield. But who are
3: you going to leave out? You could leave anyone out, Bill. You could leave McGregor out. You could leave McLean out.
1: They've no performed. They've not performed in there, right? So, so when it comes to the team, you would rather see McLean and McGregor out and Ryan Jack in. I would, or I would one rather, or the rather other. see
3: if Ryan Jack is going to play for Scotland. I want to see him playing on the position that he plays for Rangers at right. okay. central midfield. Okay. I want to see him in that area, and that's where he's he's best at. Because if you take him for an area where he's good at, to an
1: area where he's not so good at. Has Ryan Jack in your mind been playing well enough for his club to be a first pick for Scotland at the minute? On what
3: I've seen with Scotland, yes.
1: Right. and okay. on, on what I've seen. What's your thoughts on it, um, Gordon?
5: Um, look, I, I, th- I think he's been playing very well for Rangers. I think the, the Rangers fans that I know certainly seem to rate him very highly. I mean, where that places him in the pecking order in the Scotland squad is a different conversation. I mean, you saw the goal that Scott McTominay scored at Old Trafford on Monday night. I mean, I think.
1: Yeah, I want, sco- I want to see him score. Be- I want to see him score a goal like that though at Hampden. <laughs> Makes no difference. Well, there at Old Trafford,
5: San Marino at home. San Marino at home. I'd, I'd, I'd very much like to see him do that as well. And and John McGinn as well. I mean, look at, look at, look at the goals John McGinn scored in the, in the Premier League. He's played every minute this season for Aston Villa. He's been absolutely fantastic. You know, he's added two more goals since he, since the last Scotland get together. So I mean, he's he's coming in in great form, as well. Um, but I think I think I think the key, the key thing for me is, is is the mentality of the squad because if you look at the games we might have in the playoffs, I mean. These are going to be the highest pressure, some of the highest pressure matches these guys have ever played, certainly ever played for their country. And if you're looking at a semi-final against Bulgaria, Israel, Hungary, that game will be at hand, and you hope with the atmosphere, the fans, the crowd, we should be able to get, get through that. Getting to a final, that could be a way in Serbia. And you imagine, that, that's where I think the mentality comes into play. You know, you're going to need, need players that can stand up to that atmosphere and can deliver, and that's what Steve Clark needs to do. I mean, for
1: me, Ryan Jack's been, been one of Rangers' most consistent and best players this Thanks. season.
3: I, I was going to say to you there, Bill. If you're talking about playing Lauren Shatland because he's so high in confidence and scoring goals, if you're talking about playing him on whatever game it is, then you must play Ryan Jack. Yeah, because, no, I agree because he's high in confidence. Rangers are for a wee vein of form at, at the moment, and he's at the, the the
1: heart of it all. So, for me, he would need to play. All right. My my concern is that we've been talking about these games and kind of writing them off a little bit and and pinning our hopes back on this whole thing about these playoffs. And I don't think we're in a position to actually be able to pin our hopes on anything uh, because that's when it, it goes horribly wrong for us in these situations. I think we've really just got to finish as high as we can up there and get some confidence into the squad so that they're going into the playoffs as high as they possibly can.
5: With the inclusion yep, of the ones, we're saying, yes,
1: yeah, yeah, these,
5: yeah. These, these these games are critically important. We've got four games to get some momentum, get some form. You know, we 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 take something in Russia, then we smash Sandrio home. All of a sudden, the narrative, the atmosphere can completely change, and we get some positivity going. That's that's important. Mm.
3: S- sorry to on, on the on the flip side of all that. What if we if we don't qualify via the, the Nations League? Do you, do, you, do, you for the, be, do you call for the manager
5: said? No, 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 definitely not. I, I think I, I think when Steve Clark was appointed, I, I said he was my first, second, third choice. I think he's the best man for the job. I would still think he's the best man for the job. Um, but look, not qualifying, seeing Euro twenty twenty matches being played at and not being there, it would be standing outside the sweet shop with your face pressed up against a glass, it would be the most sickening feeling. I think I'd have to go on holiday for a month <laughs> to get away from it.
1: I agree with you, Gordon. Mm. I agree with you. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting times. Uh, the, the, the worry for me is that, that, again, people get on the manager's back. And we, we, we've got to be more realistic about how long it's going to take us to to get this sorted and qualify again. You know, people turn around and say, we've not qualified for 21 years. The reason that we've not qualified for 21 years is that we've we've kind of gone down the road, stopped halfway down it, and get hit by a truck. We've now got to go to the end of the road, to this process, and build, and build properly. And that, for me, is where well, we've failed well, miserably. what I say to
3: Gordon, Bill, is if we don't, and through the Nations League, if we don't qualify,
1: where do we go? Do you stick with Steve <laughs> Clark? Well... I mean, I, 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 I don't think that we've, we've got much choice. I think that's what we've got to do. Yeah, we've got to give. We've do got. You know what, do you know? What? Do, do you know? We can't keep. We can't keep changing managers, like we chop and change yeah. people in no, the no, squad. I'm, I'm no, I'm not for changing. I, I'm asking, but if it was
3: left to me, I would tell Stevie Clark, Stevie, you're the manager. For as long as you want to be the manager, get us a team together, Good and, <laughs> and, and source the best players for us.
5: Because you know what, I think the, the, the sort of final point I would make is that you look at the success that the Northern Ireland have experienced over the last however many years. You know they've gone to more major tournaments than we have in the last twenty years, and the success of that has been built on a consistency of selection and having the same manager for such a long time. I mean, you look at their players, the experience they've got. They've got Aaron Hughes with more than a hundred caps, who's just um, just retired, I think, actually. But they've got, you know, Kyle Lafferty's got seventy-four caps, um, Stephen Davis has got one hundred and thirteen caps. I mean. We chop and change so often and sometimes a player becomes flavour of the month and then they get discarded. I mean, we need, to, we need to get that consistency of selection because you play together more as an international team, you're going to become a better team. You know, that's quite simple, you know. And, but, but we've got guys that, you know, Cal McGregor is one of our best players, he's got 15 caps. You know, if he was North Irish at his age, you know, at 26 years old, he would have 40, 50 caps. Would he be a better
3: international player doing that? He probably would be. No, no. I think you're right. I think we've got to, irrespective of what happens with the campaign to get to the Euros, I think Stevie Clark has got to be the manager. Mm. And we've got to tell him, Stevie, you're the guy we want. Get as a team. If it's going to take another two or three years, then you've got to go. The man that... Betty Vogues did it before, <laughs> I know, I, I, I mentioned, just to annoy you, I mentioned his name, <laughs> he did it before with the late, great Thomas Burns, and the, uh, Gordon, and Vogues told Thomas Burns, tell me every Scottish international, or tell me every Scottish player that can play international football from the 21s mm. all the way up, and ones that have not been capped, and they went the tour of the Far East, remember? And we yeah, got. I do, and, I do. And the worst players get one cap. Players would never hurt the get one Scottish cap, yep. and what, what the manager did was scored them off, scored them off, and eventually after that trip, I sat with my pal and he said to me, "What Bertie Voges did was he just took that's names twice and Bertie Voges, Bertie Voges, and he took the, the pen and scored names out. I mean, there's what you've got. You've got 26 players that are eligible, in my opinion, to play for Scotland, fitting well. That's the guys we go and play with. Mm-hmm. But it didn't work. I didn't, but that was the best we had available. It didn't,
5: it didn't but, but on, on the flip side, would Darren Fletcher have got 80 caps in his international career, career were it not for Bertha Goats casting the net so wide? No, you're and right. Giving him his debut when he was 18 years old. And don't, you start, well, don't you, you start, start chucking so his caps?
1: name around as well. <laughs> Who was the manager there? <laughs> Forbidden. <laughs> Listen, while we're talking about Ryan Jack, Craig in Edinburgh wants to make a point. Craig, how are you? Hiya, mate. You're right. Good. What's the point you want to make about Ryan Jack?
6: Ryan Jack has to be the first name in the team sheet. He's been absolutely instrumental in where Rangers are to this day, and I'm not just like I'm a, I'm a Rangers man. And what he does on and off the ball, he's got he got internationals round about him as well. Like he may, he does the dirty work to give the ball to Steve Davis to do the fancy things. Scotland's got them kind of players. Like let Ryan Jack do the dirty work and give the ball to him again. Give it to Christie. But Jack has to start. We do not have a player like Ryan Jack in Scottish
1: football. Jerry. can I ask you a question? Yes. Could Ryan Jack be the replacement for Scott Brown in the Scotland team?
3: Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I've said to you, I think, club, club, you play guys in form, Lauren Shacklin's in form at Dundee, he deserved his call-up, whether he plays or not is a different thing. Ryan Jack is probably playing the best of his football, of his career, with a team that, the, the callers right the internationals running about him, but he's now came to the four. And when you have whenever you see Rangers winning, Ryan Jack's in the middle. Of it all he's breaking things up, and he's. I would play. I've said to you before. I would play Ryan Jack in the next game along with Lord Franklin, definitely. definitely. Craig, what's
1: uh, what's but, your thoughts on that? hundred percent. The thing
6: is, the thing is with Ryan Jack, he might, his name might not be in the plot. It's in the paper. He might not get the man of the match in the Tannoy but he's constantly at eight or nine, or nine out of ten every single game, and that's his standard. I he think, I think he's
1: been Rangers' he most consistent player and best player this season, I have to be honest with you.
6: Without, without a shadow of doubt. He's Mr. He's Mr. Reliable. He knows we, he looks after the ball. Scotland do not have somebody to look after the ball. We went 1-0 up against Russia, and we just folded like a deck of cards. Like, it was a hot potato. There was nobody there to stand up and say, listen, we're 1-0 up. Ball on the foot, like, foot on the ball. And, and then look for that simple pass and slow it down to dictate the tempo. We have nobody like that. will run all day, and will be your 100-mile-an-hour man, box to box. But, is the, but it, we've not got a Ryan Jack.
1: Gordon, what's your thoughts on what Craig said?
5: Yeah, look, I think, I, think he's, I think he's absolutely right. I mean, I was absolutely baffled at the, the game against Russia at home. I mean, first, first 10 minutes, we were high energy, we were high pace, we pressed high. We really, really disrupted them. We got in their faces, we scored the opening goal, and then the team just go right back into the shell. We just invited them on, and we never came back out of our shell, you know, until we were 2-1 down. It's just it, it, baffling, absolutely baffling. So, yeah, if we, if, we, if we can have someone in there that can keep us up the park, Great.
1: Well, there you go. That's three from three, uh, four from four. We're all agreed that that Ryan Jack uh, should be a starter, then that he can do the job that Scott Brown used to do for Scotland. And there's no doubt we miss that. We miss what Scott Brown did for Scotland. You can't get away from it. We do miss it. I think. uh, I think as well, Bill. Ryan Jack will know if he's playing well or not playing well.
3: You don't need to tell him; he'll know. And he would be thinking, "God, look at the Scotland guys." irrespective of what team to play for, I know I'm good enough to get in that team. I know I can go and do your job. All I need is the opportunity to go and play.
1: Well, let's hope he gets it. Craig, listen, thanks for taking the time to call us, buddy. Appreciate it greatly.
3: No
6: worries. Cheers, Paul. No
1: Cheers. worries. Thank you. There you are. That's Craig in Edinburgh. Uh, Gordon, thank you for being on with us as well and talking about the, the Scotland squad. Uh, time will see where we get to and how we get there. Um, And I'm sure we'll talk again (laughs) at some point before the journey's over. Uh, But thanks for being on with us tonight. Cheers, Gordon
5: not at all, thank you so much thank
1: you, bye bye That's uh, Gordon Shear from the Tartan Scarf thanks to Craig for giving us a call tonight as well, we'll take a quick break we're going to speak to Paul Hegarty uh, about uh, Lon Shanklin's call up that's all to come Uh, listen, if you've got anything you want to make a a point about the weekend, um, we'll talk a wee bit later about some of the games that happened over the weekend Uh, if you want to call in, you can do you're more than welcome at any time it's 33
0: 442 Imagine Raw Power Supreme Skill hand-to-hand combat and national pride. Imagine putting your body on the line for the greatest prize in world rugby. The Rugby World Cup 2019. Rock Sport Radio will bring you comprehensive coverage of this titanic battle between the world's top teams. Who will reign supreme? Will it be Northern or Southern Hemisphere? Rock Sport Radio's Lewis Stewart will be in Japan to give you the latest team news and reports from all of Scotland's games. The Rugby World Cup on Rock Sport Radio, brought to you by Motorpoint Glasgow. Just get the ball over the post at Motorpoint to point glasgow's conversion challenge to win two tickets to the six nations find them just two minutes from junction three off the m74 do you hear that that's your family coming round to your new house for sunday lunch
5: your son opening the door of his first home visitors arriving at your guest house friends coming over to watch the football scottish building society offer a range of mortgages so we can turn this into this Love! Scottish Building Society We've been helping people open doors since 1848 Call us today on 0345 600 4085 Scottish Building Society is authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority
0: and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority
2: They've had your money long enough now's the time to act If a bank like Lloyd's or the Halifax persuaded you to move your savings and you lost out don't miss this opportunity to get your money back Text GOOD to seven. and Goodwin Barrett could help you recover monies you thought had gone for good. Don't miss out. Text GOOD to double six now. Goodwin now. You don't need a claims management company to make a complaint and if unsuccessful, you can refer it free to the financial ombudsman.
0: It's easy to put things off. I'll sort it tomorrow. It'll wait. Well, turns out if you're a man with prostate disease, the sooner you spot it, the better it can often be treated. So if your dad or brother have had prostate cancer or you're having trouble with your waterworks, do something about it. See your GP or visit prostatescotland.org.uk for more information. Prostate Scotland. Pull your finger out. Love music. Live sport. Talking football. With Bill Young and Jerry Collins on Rock Sport Radio. OK,
1: it's Tuesday night. It's Talking Football. We're uh, live across central Scotland on DAB Digital Radio. Online at rocksportradio.co.uk via your smartphone and smart speaker using the TuneIn and the Radiogram apps. And you can watch the programme live on Facebook, on Twitter and on Periscope. Let's welcome an old pal and guest tonight, uh, Paul Hegarty. Heggs, good to have you with us. Jerry and I, and this is true, I kid you not, we are just talking about... A team you nearly went to. <laughs> Again. 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 I've been there about twenty
7: times since I joined your programme. And you know <laughs> and you
1: know what? The strange thing is, I didn't bring it up. Jerry brought it up. Because he sent oh, me something Jerry, he sent me something then? last nope, night. No, nope,
3: no. Nope. Right, okay.
1: I didn't I didn't even prime him Higgs, I promise you. No. Yep.
3: Right, okay.
7: I love
1: Higgs, right. I love talking to legends. Yeah.
3: Well, you've got the wrong person, Jerry. <laughs> no,
1: no, you're too modest. <laughs> well, How are you, well, my good friend?
7: I'm fine, Bill, I'm fine. I've uh, had a good weekend, and obviously uh, our, our team's won, so uh, that was important, yeah.
1: yeah. Good. Uh, Lawrence Shanklin, it's a, a good uh, banner to be waved for Dundee United. Uh, what's your thoughts about his inclusion in Steve Clark's squad, Paul?
7: Uh, Bill, it's, a, it's great for the club, it's great for the, the, the youngster, Lord and Son, uh, it's great for the, for the team. There's, there's nothing really to lose because obviously we're not going to qualify uh, in this part of the Championship, but obviously we might be able to do it uh, in the next bit. But I, I think there's nothing to lose because he, he's, the kid's on fire. Um, he scored what, 13 goals in, in seven league games, uh, and in total 15. And I was looking up his, his track record with Air United there about an hour ago, mm-hmm. and he scored scored 63 goals in 74 games for Air. And I know I know it's a championship, and I know it's uh, a division below, but you know why not give the, 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 the young guy an opportunity? And you know if if it if doesn't do particularly well, well. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. I think, think it's great for everyone concerned. And the game, the game on Saturday, he scored three goals. He scored a goal after one minute. Uh, I know that the Morton uh, defender was poor, but you know he was absolutely ruthless in his finish. And, and what I do like about Bill is that you know there's opportunities for him to score goals, but if he sees when his fellow players in a better position than him, he will pass it to them. So he's not anyway greedy in any shape or form. You know he plays for the team. But if you see someone in a better position, he'll give it to him because he did it a couple of times on on Saturday. And obviously, the, the uh, one that did score and two, the, the other guy didn't score. But I, when I saw him last week against our uh, United, were down and out. They were poor. Warren Shankman didn't play at all for for eight seven minutes, and they came alive in the last three minutes and scored two goals in the in the last three minutes. And his first goal, I was right behind him, and his his, his first touch for his first goal that day. It was exceptional. That set him up for, for, for a great strike uh, against the uh, Rothko here. But I think it's great for the, for the youngster. And, and why not? Because I know he's now been tried and tested at this level. But, you know, he's on fire. He's one of the players that's um, doing everything right for Dungeon at present. And I think he'll probably get a game against San Marino. Probably no Russia, but possibly against San Marino. And uh, hopefully that might help him.
1: Gerry, this boy's had an epiphany because when he was at Aberdeen, it looked as if when he was going down to Air United, nothing against Air United, but it looked as if his his career was a wee bit in freefall for want of a better expression. Uh, People were questioning his attitude. They were questioning his ability. Went to Air United and, of course, it all changed completely and now he's gone back up to Dundee United. Uh, And as Paul says, seems to have matured greatly. I think people, the, the, the phrase would be, Paul, uh, as well, that
3: wake up and smell the coffee because you don't know what you've yeah. got. You don't know what talent you've got. And if you don't wake up and smell the coffee, Scottish football is going to bypass you. He left Aberdeen and he went to air. Remember last year I said to you, Bill? Mm-hmm. I said that when he was air I said, why do Rangers not go and sign him? Because he was a Rangers fan. It was going to cost him peanuts, on the other end of the city, Paul, Celtic were good out signing young, up and coming Scottish talent. They were going yeah. and getting yeah. guys like Lewis Morgan, Ryan Christie. They were picking up the talent for the other teams and maybe farming them back out. I could not understand why Rangers didn't sign them, but their loss is now Dundee gain because that guy is so rich in form. He's so confident. Paul, you know when you sign a player, and if you're a scout and you go and you're the a scout and you're the manager, and I say, oh boy, I've got a player for you. Can he score goals? I can score goals. He scored 27 last year. And that's it. You maybe go and sign that guy. And then it might not work out. But if you look at the the record of Lauren Shankland, how many goals did he get last year? What did he get the year before? He's prolific scoring goals season after season. And I don't have any doubt that if you need to get promotion to the Premier League and Shankland's there, he will score goals again for him. I think he have got a, a gem there. And I think he'll get a lot of money for that boy. I really do. By taking a gamble, Paul.
7: See, see what you're saying there, Jerry. Maybe the pennies drop with the youngster, you know, because sometimes, and I've said it in the show, uh, in years, sometimes players are, you know, just sort of uh, um, maybe not mature enough physically or mentally, and they're sometimes late developers. Uh, and sometimes that club, which was obviously Aberdeen we're talking about, wasn't probably the, the right fit for them, but Maybe he has had lost his way and he's 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 found it back. But I just, I just, I just feel just like yourself, you know, it's a great opportunity for, for him and obviously for, for Dungeon United to sort of, you know, do ever so well for, for his national team. Plus as well, it puts him really in the short window because if, if he continues to do what he's doing, you know, God forbid he doesn't go from now to end of the season, but um, uh, if, if come the end of the season he scored, you know, 30, 40 goals, any real way because um, nobody can keep him because uh, the, the financial side yeah, there will be too great for, for
3: him and for the club Paul the worst thing can happen for Dunyata is that Lauren Shanklin plays against San Marino and scores a hat-trick because if, <laughs> if he does that the floodgates would yeah. open because all they would do is yeah. look at his record where he's been where he scored and then to take that mantle into international level there would be a cure clubs wanting to buy him at Tanadays yeah I, I,
7: Jerry, I'm hoping I'm not tempting fate, but he reminds me, and he's it, he's not anywhere near this yet. He reminds me a wee bit like Ali McCoist, you know, out of the game for long spells, and then all of a sudden he just comes alive in the box, and he's a predator in, in the box. And it's been shown, you know, since he's arrived at, uh, at Dungeon genetic his first his first game, his debut was against and He scored four goals. You know, and everyone's thinking, well, what a start. How how can you continue that and now? He scored two against Abroth and obviously scored a the heart trick there against uh, uh, Morton on Saturday, and, and he is continue that. But he, he reminds me of, of an Alan McCoyst but Alan McCoist obviously did it at the highest level. But you've got to do it somewhere, and the yeah. kids has been, been doing it in the championship, and that's not his fault that he's in the championship. Hex, that's the way Hex, he, uh,
3: is yeah. at the moment. Higgs, how, how do you need to play? How, how does he play up front? Is he a lone striker, or does he play with a partner? Well, how do they play with him? Well,
7: I must admit, he, he played the likes of the Paulette there on, on Saturday, but I like him playing with a striker. But, you know, he, he's, he's, a, he's a, a youngster who you can see he's got got good touch, good vision. He's, he's very good in the air, especially for his height. Not, he's not the biggest. He's maybe 5'10", 5'11", but, you know, he's just really, really good around the box. And he does link up uh, with... Uh, well, it's Peter Paul on, on Saturday, and he's got a good understanding with Paul McMillan, the wide right player uh, for United, because he's he's been supplying some great balls into the box, and um, young Lawrence is on, on the end of him, But But um, obviously, uh, he's getting all the, the accolades and the, all the glamour. But you know, it's it's a team game. But the most important thing, Jerry, as you know, and the hardest thing is to score goals. It's yeah. easy to destroy it's hard, hard to create and score goals and he's one of these players that's exciting people up at Dungeon. we had, had 7,400 on Saturday and the previous week against Abarth we had, had 8,700 the, the fans have turned out in, in great numbers compared to last year because one, they've got a goal scorer and two, we're scoring goals at a, a, an alarming rate, especially at home and three, they're playing some decent football and they Hopefully that can continue Jerry. Paul, let,
1: Paul just very quickly before Jerry comes back. Let me ask you this question because both of you have touched on it about the value of, of Shankland increasing and and teams going to look at him now. Shankland for me even at this early stage in the 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 season is obviously going to be a, a big big case of the jigsaw if Dundee United are going to get back up into the, the Premiership but what if somebody came in with one of these daft offers that Dundee United couldn't resist in the January window
7: well what United have got to do is say well yeah we'll take the money it's here to the end of the season there's no way he's going because we need to get up to the Premiership the, the main criteria for Dundee United this year especially because if they don't do this year then it'll be hell for hard to do it uh, next season or the season after that. So, what, what I would do if I was the, the owner of the club and somebody came in with a, a real vast amount of money, which is which is possible, you know, and say, well, he's going nowhere until the end of the season. That's the agreement. If you want him, that's the agreement. If not, he's not he's not going anywhere because Dungannon United, like a lot of other clubs, guys, as you well know, you know, they're few and far between, proven goal scorers. And you've got to keep your best players at the club until it suits you to get of them.
3: Paul, I know it's a big if. If Lauren Shanklin played against San Marino, would you like him, mm-hmm. like to see him up front with a partner or as a lone striker?
7: No, I would like to see him with someone alongside him. One, because, you know, if he's making his debut for mm-hmm. Scotland, he needs uh-huh. he a helping hand. But two, you know, he does... Uh, interact with, with other players. But he can play up on his own. You know, he's uh, no slouch playing up his own as long as he's got people to go and support him early so that when the ball does go to him, Jerry, it does stick and, and he does link up with players. But I prefer that he plays uh, uh, with, with, a, with a partner. But like everything else, you know, he is talented but you've got to remember as well, it is a championship. We hope we're not getting carried away with this. It is a championship. Uh, it's not the premiership. It is a championship, but that young kid is doing exceptionally well, uh, and what he's doing for Dungeon United and for the championship football is, uh, uh, is uh, absolutely
1: fantastic. heggs, I agree with what you're saying, but here's, here's the thing. You know, even in the championship, balls don't hit you and go in. You've got to score them, and from that point of view, you can only knock over what's in front of you. So, you know, the boys scoring goals, end of, really.
7: Zane is uh, Bill, he's an exceptional player and he's playing against defenders that are uh, uh, not as good as what they should be. But when you, when you play international level, then you've got to be sharper and smarter and quicker up top. Whether he's got that or not at that level remains to be seen. But all he can do is do what he's doing for Dungeon Aki at the level that I've spoken about and he's doing exceptionally well. But you've got to remember when you're playing international uh, football, especially post, probably against the Russians, you know, uh, that is going to be hard. Um, but who knows, you know, until you're tried and tested, um, until you, 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 you've sampled uh, international football, then uh, you've just got to let the kid go and play. I, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great uh, uh, acquisition for, uh, for Stevie Clark and, and given the opportunity because I know that last two or three weeks it, there have been sort of moving over whether they should introduce him to the, to the international scene, and I think it's I think it's a no-brainer because you know he, he's, he's a player who's on form, and he, he's, 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 he's actually I was uh, listening to him on Saturday after game, and he's actually a very humble and unassuming guy, and he's very very modest. Uh, as a youngster, you could get carried away, as a lot of people do, but Adams actually very surprised me the, the way he spoke and how he spoke and how he spoke to, it was two or three supporters he was talking to and I'm I'm and actually in the same room but I had my back to, to him and how he conducted himself was exceptional.
1: Jerry, do you think he's realised that it could have gone horribly wrong for
3: him? I well, just what I said at the beginning there, Bill, I think he's woke up smelling the coffee, of course. I mean, he's at a big club at Aberdeen and for whatever reason it didn't work out, but He's now he's got he's got to grips with it. Paul, let me ask you: if mm-hmm. if Shanklin progresses at the rate he's progressing, and he's going to go to a club next season, what kind of value would, mm-hmm. what kind of value would you put on Lauren Shanklin? Because I'm going to come back with scenario. At, here. at this moment
7: in time,
3: if he progresses,
7: aye, well, you know, there's guys in England. You know, from uh, the championship or Division One for one million, two million, some are going for eight and ten million that I've never heard. Um, but at this moment, time, I would be Well, uh, if you if you me, I would say, I would say two, or three million, right, right, at this moment in time. Right, here my
3: um, here scenario, Paul. Right, okay. Leicester City has been documented that the oldest player in the team that's playing regular is Vardy, right? And Rogers, came yes. out, Brendan Rodgers came out and said about the, the, the other team have got the, the boy Madison and Chingwall you've got all yes. the, the up and coming England players, and they've got the nucleus of a right good team. What he's got to go and do is get a striker. And he said, I would know the striker I want. Now, he was instrumental in getting Edward for Celtic. Uh, wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if Leicester next season made a move for Edward, And with that in mind, Celtic always recruit within the Scottish market because it's cheaper. It wouldn't surprise me if Celtic then made the move for Lauren Shanklin.
1: There's a blue nose, so Jerry wants to play for Rangers. So is Callum McGregor.
3: Wants to play so for the Rangers. Cal- so nah. does Kennedy
1: Ogleish. Nah, he's, never, he's, never he's, he's never going to do that.
3: Nah. No, but that's what I'm Sorry. saying. Is that
1: the the way Celtic recruit Scottish talent,
3: the, uh, wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if Edward did go to Leicester, that Celtic would go in and take Shankland for big money and let him to be there to the end of the season. That's the way I, I would see all yeah. piling out.
7: Yeah, it's a good show as well because if he does go to the, the likes of Celtic or Rangers or whatever right? You, know, you I'm only saying I'm just plucking figures out there. The, the club might be wanting more from, but yeah, yeah. you know, you, you can have you can have. I on add-on you know, within you know, the first three or four years or the yep. first time he has a, a signing on clause, he could have maybe, all if, if he makes 15 appearances in that first season, he gets an extra quarter of a million, half a million. So there is that on clauses in that. But, you know, it's a good thing you've said because, um, you know, clubs nowadays, especially Celtic and Rangers, are more recruit, uh, recruitments from, from the Scottish game because, one, uh, the youngsters who are playing in Scotland likes to Ryan Christie and people that you've mentioned you know know the score and obviously you know the setup with uh, in the, the Scottish Premiership structure and also you know I, I'm a great believer. Uh, uh, you go yourself to the Rangers, I think you've got to be a different breed because you've got to handle the pressure not every second or third game, but. Every game, and uh, I think a lot of players struggle to yeah. uh, to match that in Scotland, and that's my biggest fear for any player. I'm not talking to Lauren Shanklin, but any player that when they go to uh, uh, to the old firm, it's not the same like any club because you can't afford to rest in your laurels at any given time.
3: I would just think that somebody like Lauren Shanklin, uh, speaking because I watch the Celtic, watching the the, the chances that Celtic create is unbelievable, week in, week out. And somebody yeah. somebody, like Lauren Shatland in the middle of the park, if he was scoring the goals on the ratio of the chances that were coming his way, then it'd be a no-brainer because he would then fill the jersey and everyone would be, the garden would be rosy. That's what I look at, Bill. Yeah, it's,
1: wishful, it's, wishful, it's wishful thinking yeah. on your part. Yes, yes. Uh, well, I, I did say to you last year, I couldn't
3: understand why Rangers didn't take him from United because he made it known... I knew I played football with his grandfather, Paul, and I knew that, it, I didn't know at the time, I know then that he was a Rangers-minded, and I thought, it was a no-brainer for Rangers, TT, because they were taking guys like Greg Docherty. Eh?
1: Aye, uh, but maybe maybe Rangers at the time, and I'm not saying this is the case, because I don't actually know, yeah. but maybe Rangers at the time thought, we've got Morelis, we're bring it, we've we got Defoe, we're bringing Defoe. No, if Defoe wasn't there. No, I'm then. saying, well, maybe they thought, we've got Morelis, we're bringing Defoe, uh, we've got other positions which are more important to us to fill rather than another striker. I don't know, but you know, I'm I'm a, making a, a a supposition.
3: No, I, I think different for you than Bill, because I think the reason didn't. Well, of course, take, you think different. No, for me. because the reason didn't take him was because Rangers at the time were fighting fires on a different front because they're wanting the experienced guys in because they they didn't have any time to bring up and coming young players in. They've got to get the experienced guy in to try and stop what well, they've tried to stop them now. Would you agree with
1: that? Um, I think you've just said the same as me, but in a different way. They've went for experience. Yeah, but the experience is probably in a different part of the park. They brought Defoe. But the bigger who picture... Would you br- who would you bring in? Would you bring in Shankland or Defoe if you're in that position? No, but, but they weren't in that position at the time. Yeah, they were. That's what you've just said. You've well, just said
3: no, that they, were, they at had the to start bring in experience. The season, at the start of the season, if you could the chance to bring in a young up-and-coming striker... For for peanuts, then it was a no-brainer,
1: but they didn't do it. No, because they needed that experience, and they probably and thought they needed the experience in different areas rather than just specifically there, and they had the chance of the full coming. But they sent
3: a guy for a quarter of a million pounds from Osajek, who was 17 years of age, because he was up and coming. So, for me, that doesn't add up.
1: Well, maybe that's because he was available now rather than when Shanklin, then, before <laughs> Shanklin was available. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. All you need to know is that he's not going to Celtic. That's all you okay. need to know. Paul, you heard it here first, Paul. All right. That's all you need to know, my okay. friend. OK. He's an awkward uh, He's contang- not going nowhere. United need to win the league before he goes he's a, anywhere. He's more awkward and more cantankerous than Burns. No, that's not no true. Me, I can't believe I can't believe he's
7: worse than Hugh
1: Burns. Surely not. I- Come on, Paul. You know me better than that. Trust, trust me. He is. He is. Every every week, him and I have a ding dong on here. And I uh, wonder, this is not Rangers Radio. This, this is Rock Sport, not Rangers Radio. Aye, it's also not a rifle with crosshairs where you take the pot shots at Rangers every week. <laughs> No, I don't. Are you doing? If they deserve it. I no, I, no, I, pra- I praise them, no. up. I praise them Paul, up for the weekend. Paul, for Paul, Paul, how many, how many seasons have I been saying, let's go back to this, how many seasons have I been saying Celtic win championships because they play to the final whistle and it's not luck that they score in the 91st, 92nd, 93rd minute and I've said it's to Celtic's credit and that's why you win championships. This season, I've said last week, I said Rangers have started doing the same thing now. So it will not be as easy uh, for Celtic to put that distance between them and Rangers. Because Rangers have finally woken up to playing at the end of the game. And sometimes stealing games like Celtic did. Oh no no! When Celtic did it, it was a master plan. When Rangers did it, and oh, they're not playing very well, they're just you but know, the master plan didn't help me no did me, me, Mediocre, well, mediocre. And the big games. How'd and you get on at the weekend? And the big How'd games. How'd you get on at the weekend? There we go again, How'd Paul. you get on at the weekend? And the big games, they failed to Five turn up. nothing, Aberdeen. Anyway, five nothing. Paul, you're right. You're not in the Rangers radio. See? You're in Rock Sport. See, he doesn't he like I it. He loves it. to dish it out. Doesn't he like taking it? I take it all the time. Doesn't he like taking yeah, it? it? Yes.
3: I
7: was on a Friday night, and to be fair to to Bill, he is impartial uh, and I don't really know you know, obviously Hugh's a a Rangers man, but I'm not interested in whether they're Rangers or Celtic what I do like about Bill, he is impartial and he he, he says what he thinks at the time whether it's it's talking about Rangers or talking about Celtic, but who's probably like yourself, you're Celtic and he's Rangers, but the bill is, is is impartial. Believe me.
1: Thank you very much, Mr. I'm Hegarty. The worst. I'm
7: on a Friday night
1: the worst thing we Jim ever did was stop you going to Spurs. That's all I've got <laughs> to say. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
7: hey, it's a, it's a joke. This now, Jerry. It happens every every time I'm on the phone. <laughs> so, and,
3: uh, I don't know the I don't uh, know the story. Refresh my mind. Tell him the story, Hanks.
7: Uh, I, I, I'll tell you uh, that we've got opportunities, but
1: no, I'm not telling the story again. No, 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 not at the present time. No. no. <laughs> Listen, uh, I, the other fella Burns and I are thinking about coming up one week uh, in the next, the next two or three weeks to to Dundee. Oh yeah. So I'll give you a shout, oh, yeah. and uh, we'll get together yeah. and and have a, a day out.
7: Excellent,
1: excellent, And I'll, I'll wait till next season, Higgs, when you've won the league and the
3: Celtic go to tournaments That's when I'll be there. <laughs> so,
7: Jerry, that's not undusted by any manner of means. Because you know, as you well know, Jerry, leagues are no one in September or October. No, no. they're won in April. May. Well, so uh, um, we have started well, but as long as we can continue, continue that, it's looking promising at the present.
3: Paul, could you, uh, if you're to strengthen the team, what area of the team would you strengthen right now?
7: I'd get a goalkeeper and I get oh, a centre back.
1: That's exactly what I was gonna say. I wasn't gonna say no. the centre back, but I was gonna say you need a goalie.
7: No. No. The guy, uh who played on Saturday, that's the first time I've seen him, Bill, coming for cross balls round the talent spot, and it was exceptional. What a difference. It takes the pressure off your off your defence, takes the pressure off your back four, and he was con- coming around cleanly and it was great. He's six feet five and what a difference when he does it and that's the that's the first time I've seen him I would say probably for a season and a half
1: but but Higgs uh, you know Higgs when you're 6 foot 5 and you're a goalie you know the 6 yard box should be an area that that forwards are scared to go (laughs) into.
7: well that's true that's true but um, I I just feel that we need strength in that area and uh, I think we're lively uh, in midfield and obviously up front we're on fire this now but you know, I think, I'm a great believer and Gerry will do the same, I think you've got to have a solid base in any team that you're managing or playing in because if you've got a solid base, then you've got a chance at winning games. You're not going to get beat too often if you've got a solid base. It's like building a house, as I've said, Bill, you know, um, uh, you build a house, you know, it's there for life. Uh, if you don't, you can knock it down within, what, half a day if the foundations are not that clever.
1: Yeah. No, you're absolutely see
3: come Friday then, you go to a you go to a team like alloa where mm-hmm. uh, under Jim Goodwin last season, they took a lot of scalps off of the big clubs. You must yeah, yeah. you must fancy your chances this year round on Friday night to go to Allowa, albeit on the synthetic pitch.
7: Good point, Jerry. Last week against Arbroath, uh, we were one nothing down with three minutes to go. Yeah. See, last year we, we had lost that game. This year we had obviously Lawrence England, which has been well documented. Yeah. But See the, the game on Friday against Oliver? That's a naughty one. That, that'll that tell you how far we've come uh, since last season because that is a real banana skin. Um, Peter Grant's got them fired up. The park's small, it's, it's tight, you know, um, the atmosphere will be good, but, you know, you just wonder the frame of mind that uh, the United the players are go, uh, going to be in. You know, you know when you go to these small places, if you're a, a, a big club or a senior club or a big player and say, Oh, what am I doing here? The secret is do the business, get yourself a great result, and get yourself out of uh, Alola as soon as possible. And it will be a tough game. It will be a tough game. They might they might win comfortably. And if they do, well, I'm delighted. But I think Friday night is a real banana skin. If they don't do what they did on Saturday, in the first game of the season against Iverness. Because if they play the late against uh, Argos last week, then we'll be in for a torrid time, Jerry.
1: Yeah. Heggs, always good to talk to you, mate. We'll talk to you again on Friday. Thank you for taking the time to be with us tonight and talk about Lauren Shanklin. And I'm, pl- I'm <laughs> pleased the boy has got the call up. I'll tell you something very quickly. Uh, I was telling Jerry we'd gotten Young on last night and Youngie wasn't convinced, uh-huh. uh, you know, that you, you put a championship goal scorer into an international squad. For me, and you've heard Hugh say it, uh, you take the people who are hot and Lauren Shanklin is hot yes. at the minute.
3: without a doubt.
7: Well, I agree that at this moment in we're not going to finish above Belgium or, or Russia. You know, the greatest world in the world or not. So, the next two games, why not give the, the, the young lad an opportunity? Probably against San Marino, we're going to be the better of the two. That's my opinion. But um, I think I think it's a great idea with Stevie Clark. Uh, nobody else is sort of you know sitting the, the head on the fire uh, in any divisions, and it is unusual that a championship player is. Uh, Playing international football, I've been called up for international football. The last one was the boy, I think John McGinn, who played for St. Martin, who went to Hibs and is now at Aston Villa. But what I will say before I go, I've got to compliment Hugh Burns. Um, I actually texted him on Saturday evening, Bill, because um, remember he said on Friday, he says, I think Rangers only give someone a doing something, and his prophecy was uh, heeded. On the Saturday when Rangers pumped Aberdeen five 0 I never saw that happening.
1: But young Hugh got it right. He did, sadly, but he did. Yeah, uh, yeah. and he wasn't. He wasn't slow to remind me of it last night. Trust me.
7: Sorry, <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Egg. Speak to you on Friday night. <clears throat> Cheers, Bill.
1: Cheers, Jerry. Cheers, Paul. There you are, Paul Hegarty, legend, all-round good egg. Talking legend. to us about I love talking to him. Legend, no brilliant. I was, He's I infectious. Paul Hegarty's is infectious. I was uh, I was sat in the uh, hotel with him uh, one day, and he got up to do something, and uh, the boy behind the bar went, psst, psst, and I went over. He says, "Oh, you've no idea how much I envy you." I knew what he was going to say. And I said, is that right? He says, aye. Oh, he's been my eagle since I was a wee boy. Heggs. <laughs> and uh, rightly so. Fantastic player. Fantastic man. He's an all-round nice guy, really. I love Heggs. He's a great guy.
3: I was in trial at Dundee. hated him oh, as a kid. Right? And the day, the late, great... I'm sure he's passed away. You know, Frank Copel, mm-hmm. passed away? Is that right? And Frank Copel came up for Blackburn. And the same day... And there was me... And a guy called Bobby McGregor, a goalkeeper, who I think United signed him. And a guy called Virgil Franchetti. And Heggs, I'm sure Heggs was there in the training that day. I'm sure he was. And they signed the goalkeeper and never signed Virgil on me. We get sent back down the road. But they signed Frank Coppell that day.
1: Mm. Great player. I'm sorry I didn't tell you the story about Spurs. because it's, it's, it? it's a good, It's a great story. Is it a wind-up? No, no, no. It's a true story. So, it actually nearly signed for Spurs. Well... <laughs> so you've got to let him right, tell we'll the story, okay. but it's it's a story worth hearing. So the next time you talk to him, or the next time you no, see I'm him, next season certainly go to Well, season. whatever it, whatever it is, he'll not be fussy who they beat next season. Right, okay. But anyway, you've got to talk to him about right. it because it is a great story and it has become a bit of a freestander with us. Uh, we kind of wind him up about it week in week out. He was a good player, and he, Higgs, he was a great player, centre half or centre forward, absolutely great player. Um but we, it, it we it now times how long it takes us and they say it's only taking you seventy seconds to bring it up, it's only taking you three and a half minutes, it's only <laughs> taking you an hour and a quarter to bring it up. We times many times we say it now. so it's uh, But that, when he played Bill and the team that he played that's probably United's best team ever. But here's a here's a thing, you know, Jerry. think about this, and, and a lot of people talk about wee Jim uh, and the way he was and the kind of uh, person he was and the kind of manager he was. But you had to be a good player to stay in that team and stay... I know he signed people up in 40-year contracts, but it didn't mean say you, you played regularly. And to be a, 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 in his team on a regular basis, you had to be a good player. Well, I'll tell you a quick story.
3: We signed the late Charlie Adam from Dundee, mm-hmm. for £30,000 at Partick Thistle and John Lambie said to me, there was no fax machines, to, yeah, you, need to go up, you need to go up with Tanadays, the deal was done I and mean, we need them for Saturday so he said to me, right, don't you get ready for training just shoot away, shoot away and so some other fellows was about 7 or something so I'll away home and takes him when we get up with Tanadays Jim McLean's there I'm in the boardroom with Jim McLean and he says, £30,000, I must be off... It's what he said to me gospel. I must be off my head, £30,000. Charlie Adam is magnificent in the air. And he's writing, signing things. And I said, all right. He's magnificent with ball at his feet. All right. Five times he mentioned the word magnificent. And I said to him, Lord, you respect, Ms McLean. Why are you selling them?" And he looked at me and went, why am I selling them?" because I've got a midfield of five and they mentioned them. they mentioned these midfield players and I thought I think it was Eamon Barron and well no don't know if it Sturl, Eamon Barron John Hall. He, he mentioned the five different players he says and I can put Charlie Adam in there and I keep ticking off and ticking off and Charlie comes the bottom of the five but they five will be inter- and they were all international players yes. and that's why I let Charlie Adam go for 30 grand and I thought I said to my wee laddie do you like the football? My wee boy, I like football. What team do you support? My wee boy went, I'm going, no, don't no, Say Thistle, say Thistle. And my wee went, he went, Celtic. Well, they play a good football. So keep 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 watching teams that play good football. But we'll be that one day with this crop of players. As we said, with this crop of players, we'll be that one day. And he was right. That was their best mm, team ever yeah. when Heggs played. Yeah. What a team, Phil. Oh, you're right. Richard Goff, Bannon, Hegory, Nery, Sturrock. Oh,
1: what a team. But Heggs' was a player. Hmm. But more than that, a gentleman.
3: Good guy. Well, but I'll be, I don't care. People might think, oh, he's a big bigot. Or he's, I'm not a bigot. I like to see a good guy. I don't care what team you play for. See if you're a
1: good guy and you go on. I'm happy with that. Well, I'm going to give you credit because uh, we were talking in the office earlier on and we were talking about the weekend's fixtures, and I said, "I suppose you're going to say that Rangers were lucky getting their five 0 win." No, I said it joshingly, of uh-huh. course. But let me give, let me get your thoughts on 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 Rangers and Celtic on, on the weekend, and any other teams that you want to kind of highlight. No, I, I thought Rangers demolished Aberdeen. You, you can only play what's in
3: front of you, and what was in front of Rangers was brushed aside. And what I seen on the, the TV, it could have been six, seven, eight. Without reply, they were so far ahead of them, they were sharper. But that game always has a wee edge anyway. Mm-hmm. But it didn't seem to, though, at the weekend. I got a phone call with seven minutes to go for somebody that was leaving Ivrox, who works for this radio station. And he said to me, It's the worst Aberdeen team he's ever seen in his life defending and Cohesion, talking to each other, it was there were nothing there. Absolutely nothing. Now, we had the guy for Aberdeen podcast going last week, Bill. Yeah. When I'd said to him Um about Derek McKenna's underachieving. Because he'd finished second in the league, albeit Rangers weren't there. Now Rangers are back in the league. They can kind have of brushed Aberdeen. I thought Aberdeen would still finish second, but they've kinda of brushed Aberdeen away on that game and the quality. Do you remember Stephen Gerrard's comments that Rangers are so far ahead of them? But we've drawn the game one each. Well, yes. Yeah. I think if we made that comment at the weekend, well, people would sit up and take notes. Well, you're right. We are so far ahead of them, and that was proved at the weekend. So you can all play with
1: in front of you. No, that it. that's absolutely true. You can. What about Celtic uh, when they were through Easter Road? Well, I think without the penalty kick, we've already highlighted the fact that they were denied
3: two still more penalty kicks, but they still had um, umpteen opportunities to put the ball in the back of the net, and they didn't do it. So, when you don't do that.
1: You pay the penalty. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What, what do you think the the miss? And I, I mean, I know goals was a missing ingredient, but why do you think players that have been scoring goals for fun didn't score at the weekend? Um, why? I, I don't know why, but well, I mean,
3: Bio comes on and creates a great chance for the cell where you thought he'd maybe score. Um, Johnny Hayes gets a chance where I bo- thought that I thought that was going to be the winner. Well, the, ball didn't, the ball's bouncing, isn't it? He can't ah, get, and he's
1: leaning back as well.
3: And the ball's going up the way rather than the ball come down hitting it in a half volley, But there was that one. There was the one with Callum McGregor where the Hibs defender threw himself in the, in the direct line of contact. But they had chances, Bill. And I don't know. For whatever reason... Hibs were up for the game,
1: and they never stopped. Jerry, just going back to Aberdeen, uh, Willie Miller being quoted as saying that the alarm bells are ringing now at Aberdeen about Derek McInnes.
3: (laughs) I wonder if Willie listened to the show last week then, because we did say, we did say that Derek McInnes... Has he just gone past his sell-by date? Well, it's like... (laughs) It's like Tommy Wright. Tommy Wright has had a great season... Three, four, five, whatever, with, with St. Johnson, where you keep them in the top six mm-hmm. and you become stale. Now, then you lose players. So you lose players and you try and bring different quality in, but he's not got the quality that he had before to get to the top six. He's now toiling big time, and he's probably under pressure big time. Derek McInnes had a free hand because there were no Rangers, and he's got to outdo Hearts, Hibbs, motherwell and he done that for three in a row and finished second. Got to cup finals. All beat. He's won one cup for he went there. But he get beaten cup finals. But I thought that that there was a decline in Aberdeen. You can't even lose the players that they've lost and bring in. Because I, Shinny for me was... I liked Shinny. I thought Shinny... I thought Celtic should have signed Shinny. not like? kicked the ball for Derby. No, nah, no. But I thought Celtic should have signed him two years previous as a left back. But they didn't. Um they lose name McGinn had left didn't he? then Kenny McLean leaves then the big boy um, Rooney Adam Rooney yeah, leaves he so, went to yeah they, they start to lose players Bill and then they bring in other players and I thought I thought the players at the time looked good because I thought they'd finish second put my hands up totally wrong so the players are no as good as we thought they were but, but I thought they were but it's where, they, where does Derek McLean's go for here
1: mm.
3: I mean they play they play hearts at the weekend don't they
1: <sighs> Who would your money be on there? I don't think it's a game I'd want to sit through.
3: You're right. <coughs> to be honest, no, because both would be happy with a point, probably. <clears throat> but I don't know. I think he's... the. I don't think Daniel McInnes will be in the new stadium at Aberdeen. Yeah. Really? <sighs> no, I, don't, I. I think he, he must be looking for opportunities. He must be stale. How does he? How does he continually get the guys to get up for it?
1: I don't know. Mm. What's your thoughts so far? It's very early in the season. Well, you know, barely just started it. Really, when you look at it. But yeah. I mean, what's your thoughts in terms of how the season's shaped up so far? Where have the surprises lay for you? You need to say Mother I think, because uh, again, <laughs> it's is, keep... is, is that? I'm sorry, Jenny. I'm not being funny, but is that really that much of a surprise? No, that... Because they've been threatening for the last. Two or three seasons, and what's happened is that they've they've either started well and drifted off, or they've started poorly and come late. Y- y- you just kind of think if you can get consistency with them, that mother, will but team. you can't. Bill. Yep. No, I I agree, but if you could, it wouldn't be any big surprise to see them, you know, in the top well, four or five. Well, there are mother
3: will go and do quite well, and then they've got a home game against Ross County, which we all thought they'll beat Ross County. Yeah. They falter again in Rose County. And then they got up to St Johnson. And I thought, hmm, tricky game. Maybe a point apiece to go back down the road. They go and win the game. The big test for Motherwell now, Saturday, were the place at Mirren at home. St Mirren can he score goals. Mm. So but they don't ship goals either. No, but they don't score. So No, they don't. And it's goals that win you games. So if you look at the Motherwell lads, there and you talk about the boys, certainly have been in fire. Motherwell strikers and the whole team, they must be cock in terms of confidence. Why do you though? think
1: he's not getting the
3: consistency, Jerry? Why? I,
1: I, I really don't know. I don't know, because if he knew why, he would rectify it. No, I know, it, I know but I'm, so, I'm just saying, is there anything stands out for you that, that gives you any clue, any indicator no, as to why they're not getting this well, consistency? Well, I think if you ask me that question next week after the at Mun game,
3: because I would think that when you go to places like... <sighs> St Johnson or or whatever, Tynecastle or wherever you go in one games and then you could play Ross County, who you think would to be realistic, Mother was going to finish above Ross mm. County. You would think Ross County might be the one the ones fighting for survival. So you would assume that Mother would beat Ross County at home. But players subconsciously think that's Ross County today. Mm. They've just come up last season. St Johnson are a better team in Ross County, Hearts are a better team. No they're, they're, we, we should beat them. We thought Mentally, without applying yourself the way you should. I don't know. But I'm sure that Steve Robinson will be drumming them in this week in training. We don't have a repeat of what happened with Ross County against St Mirne albeit they don't score goals, we've got to do our job, mm-hmm. and if we put the ball in the back of the net,
1: then we'll be happy. So, Let me get your views, because I always enjoy getting your views ahead of European ties. Celtic, of course, got a score to settle with Cluj. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cluj will go into the game thinking, we've beat them, we can beat them again. Yep. We've beaten Lazio, but I don't think it's I don't think it's gonna be like that. I think Celtic will even the, the score and, and, and will, you know, comprehensively deal with Cluj. I don't know about comprehensively, Bill, but I think
3: they'll win the game. I think Celtic will win the game. The one thing you I will guarantee you is he'll not make the same mistake they made the last time mm-hmm. with Carl McGregor at left yeah, back. Yeah. So I think they'll win the game. Um People say, ah, oh, the, the, the Europa League doesn't matter to us. It does matter. Of course I, it does. I, Bill, I think every cop,
1: cup competition you enter, you want to win it. Of course you do. And, and, you know, let's be fair, Jerry. at the minute, Rangers and Celtic are Europa League teams. Without a doubt. So if you're a Europa League team, and that's where you're, you're kind of, if you like, nestling, mm-hmm. you want to win it, or you want to do as well as you possibly can in it.
3: Yeah, without a doubt.
1: I mean, I think the two of them look quite good in Europe actually I think they look very good, both of them and, and I think we could have a wee a wee surprise maybe at the end of the group stages uh, Cluj I think will come full of confidence because yes. they've beat Celtic previously and because they got the result against Lazio, Lazio's not a great barometer though because they've lost six of their last seven European ties Are they not in turmoil at the moment? Yeah, and so from that point of view I don't think you can, you can take a lot from that yeah. Cluj victory It will be interesting to see. It's funny you say about Callum McGregor because the boy that was being touted as maybe being the weak link, which was ball and goalie, I think I like him. I like it. Every week I see that boy, I like him. I think he's getting his game together. I think his confidence is up. I think there's still a wee error in him at times, but generally, I just like watching him. So have you changed
3: your tune prior to the Old forum game? In terms of ball and goalie been the weakest link,
1: yes, I have. Have you? Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah.
3: No, 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 for me, though. No, no, for me. No,
1: no I think no. there's a, I think there's an error in him. But I, I just like him. I like, I like the way he plays. I like that he's adventurous. I like the way he delivers the ball. You're, he's good at getting back. Sometimes he's, he, he gives balls away and he gets caught in no man's land. I agree with that. But I don't think he's the weakest link. I think when you look at the when I look at the Celtic back four,
3: Bolling and Ayer, they're not defensive minded. I've I've said to you this
1: before, Bill, about having four defenders, right? I, I'm no I've never been sure, Jerry, and I know you'll probably give me pill, as for it and other people will. I've never been a hundred percent sure about Ayer.
3: Ayer's a player. Celtic will big they'll get big money for Ayer. But his position is not centre half. Mm his decision making when he's defending which was proved over in Wrens but he gives away the penalty where you said people tackle with their leading foot <laughs> Can't. Right, right it's because of his positioning that he has to do that yeah, right yeah. they lose a goal at Easter Road at the weekend where the reverse ball for Scott Allen magnificent pass is played to the side of Ayer. if ball and goal if I'm the centre half and you're my left back Bill and I'm the ball's facing me ready to get played through I'm screaming to you tuck in yeah. because you tuck in behind me so if I lose the ball you run on it but he doesn't he because he's out of position he's not a defender he's going bomb on all the time that's why there are gaps
1: created in there so I um, just like him I like what I like no,
3: you like him because he wears green and white a mistake in him that's what you like him for.
1: <laughs> tell the truth let's move forward right. then to uh, young boys Rangers are uh, against them on Thursday, it's an early kick-off, five o'clock-ish. So, uh, what's your thoughts on Rangers against Young Boys? Young Boys are one of these teams which, you know, they've got a four G pitch. They've got a, yeah, and but they've got a fairly good tradition in in you know, European tournaments. Yeah, they have. <laughs> but Bill, I,
3: I'm no blowing smoke here. But the way Rangers they've scored five goals at the weekend against Okay, they're, they're not a good team. They now. But Aberdeen's been a, a big team in Europe, a big mm. team in Scotland. So to score five again name, they must be full of confidence going to young boys and getting a point. I think they'll get a point with the that I think they'll win their home games and I think
1: they'll get points away from home. Okay. So you think they'll they'll take a point from the Oh without a doubt, yes. Let me ask you about the, the defoe Morales situation, Jerry. Are you yeah. surprised that both of them? Are dovetailing as well as they are in terms of you know, strike yeah. force for Rangers. I mean, Defoe's goal he only experience buys you that goal at the weekend, correct? But he's learned, didn't he?
3: Stephen Gerrard's learned because that was role reversal against Celtic mm-hmm. where Morella sat on the bench and Defoe played and never got a sniff. So Morellas is, is gaining in confidence, he's wiser, he's learned for. Or the bad habits it had last year, and the one thing you could that Neil can say against Morelos is he's a football player, yeah. he scores goals, well, yeah, he's a pest, he's in about your ankles, he scores goals, he can bully people, and he's learned that it's good to be, it's good to have con- constructive aggression in the team as long as it's as constructive, and that's what he's done this year. I think there's a massive change in him,
1: massive. OK. Um, the good thing from Stephen Gerrard's point of view is they're both scoring goals.
3: And I think the fact that Defoe comes on for a wee cameo role for 20 minutes in every other game, and I'm not being funny, he's, he's a fit guy, but he'll be content, Bill. He'll be happy to come on for 20 minutes because Defoe playing for 70 minutes in a game like Celtic game where everybody's up to speed wheeling. And he's no the sharp. He's, he's maybe sharper upstairs, but he never get any opportunities. Yeah. But to come on with 20 minutes to go, the mindset of your opposition is they've played for 70 minutes. They're tired. They're tired after you're doing three nothing or four nothing. Mentally they're tired and physically they're tired. He comes on sharp as a tack and gets his goal. He'd be happy doing that every other
1: week. Yeah. I would, I would yeah. think. I think Stephen Gerrard would be happy with him doing it every other week as well.
3: Ah, yeah, but the, mo- the mo-
1: most important guy is the player. Because if a player's happy, then. Hmm. it's a no-brainer for him right, that's it for tonight sir thank you very much for uh, being with us as always, I'll be back tomorrow night, Ali uh, Graham will be in the studio with me, we'll be talking more football and uh, obviously on a Wednesday, we kind of look at the lower leagues a wee bit on a Wednesday, so we'll be doing that, Uh, Maury McGonigal let's hear it for the girls, Uh, she's here with special guests after 8 o'clock thank you for your participation and your uh, company tonight as well see you tomorrow from 6 until 8
0: Love music, live sport, talking football with Bill Young and Jerry Collins on Rock Sport Radio.